Sanity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. 18 months. I did the addition in my noggin and it's 18 months. But that's not 19 Okay, we're close. We're talking about how long we've been dealing with this coronavirus horseshit. Right before live, we were debating how many months it's been. Yeah, I was having a real hard time with 12 plus 7. It depends on if you count February or March as the start. And for the Uh, lockdown here was mid-March is when the garbage started. But for some places it was earlier. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could get that resolved. I know. Um, How surprised were you by the Cuomo move? Pretty surprised. I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna stick it out because he's my man, you know. (laughs) I am kind of surprised that he resigned because he went from these accusations have no merit to okay, I'm a big distraction. I have to leave now. I guess that's not necessarily mutually exclusive. You can say the accusations are bunk, but I'm a big distraction, so I'm gonna leave. I guess the theory is that if he resigns, he can kind of minimize these accusations later and potentially return to politics. Why would you want to do that? You're old. It's like, just bow out. I don't know. How old is he, actually? I have no idea. He could be anything from like 50 to 90. Yeah, really. I think he's pretty old. Um, He is 63. Okay, so he's up there, but he... Chris is, what, like 10 years younger? Something like that? He's 51. Oh, more than that. Okay. Anyway... Uh, I'm, maybe we'll talk a little Cuomo later tonight or, or whatever else is going eh. on, you know. Uh, a lot of people emailed me with their theories about who this benefits and why. The consensus opinion seems to be you knock out Andrew Cuomo so that nobody can credibly challenge Kamala in 2024. I, I guess know. that makes sense. But I, if if anybody thinks that that lady is getting legitimately elected, it's oh. never going to happen. You're going to need the freest, fairest, most more free, more fair and more fortified than 2020 by a mile Yeah, for that to happen. But I wouldn't uh, discount it. Certainly anything is possible, Susan. I'm not saying that it couldn't happen. OK, uh, you guys know how the call in show works, of course. But if you are new to the show and you'd like a little introduction, there are instructions for how to participate in the YouTube description. Uh, You can hop in the Discord server to do that, and our uh, friendly call screener, Dangerous Spaces, will escort you through the process. (laughs) What? I'm just reading live chat comments about my hair. The savagery has begun, has it? I don't know. It's funny. It used to really hurt my feelings, but now it looks like she combed her hair with a firework. (laughs) Wow. All right, proceed. Uh. I, I lost my place. You guys know how the show works. Uh, we will get to your email questions at the end, of course, uh, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live. You're having trouble getting live. You can send us one of those email questions. The one and only place to do that over on the website contact page, com slash contact. There is a call in show question form for you there. Okay, let's uh, see. It's been a long time since we've talked to legalize, but I'm glad to hear from him. 
legalize what's on your mind, man. Oh, hey, how how are you doing today? I'm the first one on. That means I I can ask that. Uh, hey. It's actually fresh. You want to think <laughs> a million times beforehand. Well, uh, there's how we are doing and how you are doing, which are questions secondary to what is the state of the fountain pen industry given? Nah, no one cares. How difficult. Oh, see, see, this is we're jumping right into it. I, I didn't even have to bring it up. OK, um, see, th- th- this is a complicated question. I haven't followed it completely, um, but there seems to be an odd phenomenon going on right now where like. It's hard to explain. There's, it's a sort of renaissance in a sort, in, in, in a, in a, in a way. There's certain. Uh, it, it, it's really hard to describe if you if you aren't in the in the know, honestly. Well, I guess I I, I am not sophisticated enough to understand. I suppose, but so you see, what once you, really once you you if you really want to understand this, you just have to purchase a few and. And start using them. And this I will, have this received one or two in the mail that appear to me, to my unsophisticated eyes, to be high quality products. But what what would be the mark of a, a quality pen in your judgment? I swear uh, to God. Well, <laughs> hey, wa- watch out, Harry. Um, so anyway, the 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 mark of a quality pen. It really it depends on what you're looking for, right? If you just want something to write well. Um, you, basically the mark is if you just write with it and it feels, uh, feels good. Ah. Um, however, once you kind of get past that initial, like, okay, it just, it works for what it needs to do. Uh, there's a few factors. So for example, weight, weight wise, and a lot of it's personal preference, of course, but weight wise, having something where, um, it's, it's balanced out like the weight throughout, um, like, so it doesn't bother your hand. This is kind of something that a lot of people always talk about. So not something where it's like really big weighted on the back. I know some some pens, if you post it, if you put the cap on the on the back, it will weigh it back. And that, that's just no fun. So I don't know. All it's, right. You, I'll I'll take your word for it. Uh, did you call in to talk fountain pens or did I simply prompt you into that? Well, I, I came to call in and talk about uh about the the forcing of that's going on in the in this society okay it's just it's all wrong the what the forcing i just hate all this the they're just forcing everything on everybody oh yeah have you uh had any personal experience yeah yeah i was i was at work the other day and i was trying to i was trying to sign my sign my paycheck to get it uh because for remote deposit, you have to write for mobile deposit or something on the back. What were you trying to was, sign it with? Well, I was trying to sign it with my fountain pen, and they oh said, no, God. we're forcing you, you to use a, a low-quality ball pen. And I just – then they, they said, put on a mask. We don't want to see you dirty fountain pen user in, in, in person. And it just was – it was just very uh, unfortunate. Well, I'm glad the bit has been resurrected. It's been a long time since we've had good fountain pen banter on the show. Um, some might say <laughs> not long enough, but, you know, whatever. They're no fun, I suppose. Okay. Uh, Bye. And it, anything <laughs> else? He's already out of here. He already bails. Well, thank Legalize is one of our uh, many, one of the many helpful people in our Discord server. So I'm sorry I didn't get to thank him for that. But he does, uh, for whatever you may think of his fountain pen takes, he does help us out a lot. So thank uh, I, I thank him for that. And at least it distracted from the hair banter for a minute. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Uh, let's see what's next. Cyborg Griff. Oh. Cyborg, you there? 
here I am. Yeah. What's on your mind? Oh, uh, I just want to first say a uh, great video today, Matt. Oh, thanks. Uh, I really liked it. Um, I want to talk about something pertaining to that video and also uh, what Lauren Chen talked about about an hour ago. Okay. She um, just uploaded a video that talked about um, the guys at uh, BRCC. Oh, I uh, was this about the Rogan appearance? Yes, yes. I haven't listened to her video or the Rogan appearance, but I plan to listen to the Rogan episode tomorrow. Yeah, I haven't. I didn't even know they were on there until Lauren Chan just uploaded. But um, what I want to talk about in, uh, you know, talking about that and your video today is sort of this misunderstanding that people like him and people on the left in general just have this wrong idea of how some some of us on the right view race or how we mm. um, view these classifications that they just throw at us all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just weird because there's a, you know, he mentions, the guy just mentions that, um, you know, he's, he talks about, well, well, you know, I just, I would, I'm literally willing to pay people to, you know, leave my subscriptions or whatever he he, so he revisited that point he said it again yeah, he did. okay he, so where's he, the sign up seriously where's the form no, he's yeah. gonna keep saying it <laughs> yeah it's it's so weird and it's just it's super weird because um it's super weird because it's like um it's like he and he's he also kind of follows that up with saying oh well you know we all hate racists right we all hate anti-semites and all that stuff but what he and a lot of people don't understand is that that's not really the problem. The problem is that these labels that they just throw around like hot potatoes, they just like, it, it's so meaningless. And to just like toss it around so willy nilly. Right. People you don't even know. It, I mean, that yeah, that term means anything from like actual Adolf Hitler apprentice to someone who just recognizes that there are that crime statistics are accurate. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people, um, you know, I, I bet you, and here's another thing about that too. I bet you, even after that controversy, there's possibly a couple people, you know, a couple racists, some anti-Semites, you, you know, the proud boy people, as they would call them, they, they're yeah. probably still subscribed to them. They're probably, you know, using their services even against their own wishes. Yeah. And so to, to think that, um, to think that you can control what type of people associate with your brand and what kind of people like you can Well, yeah, especially their views. And that's what bugs me about this. It's like, even if I agree that I don't like certain people's views, whatever they may be to me in the current political climate, it's such a luxury to, and, and an unrealistic idea to think that we're going to, police people's views we have something approaching if not exceeding half the country who wants to actively violate the rights of other people physically when we're talking things like vaccine mandates and preventing you from working and all this stuff we're talking metaphorical guns to heads to get you to behave that they the way they want you to behave and on the other side you have a guy over there who has controversial views but what's he gonna like i don't care if his opinion is different from mine as long as he's not gonna violate my rights in the way that a huge percentage of the country seems intent to do right now. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody's really saying that. Like who cares if people are anti-Semitic or racist? When is somebody going to say that? Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Well, 
it's an opinion. They they give it this special category, like it's some uh, it, it's this unique moral failure or this unique intellectual world in which the castouts live or something like that, like the intellectual underworld. And we might agree or disagree that it's a, a good idea or a bad idea or incorrect or correct. But yeah, I just I, that's the least of my concerns when there are people talking about kicking down doors, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, if we I do remember about over a year ago when a certain leftist caller <laughs> was uh, who made this who told you that um, that you should probably like police your own community. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't I'm, I'm you probably remember that. I don't know if you do, but like um, maybe it probably, rings a bell. You probably maybe. know who I'm talking about, but I, I don't really want to name a column or anything like that it sounds vaguely but, familiar yeah but like it's kind of crazy that he said that because you have like about over two hundred and forty thousand uh subscribers and to police any one of those people it's just ridiculous how can you even go about that in the first place yeah it's, it's not practically possible and i will tell you the people i admire and i want to listen to most don't they they might they'll tell me what they think the good ideas are. And in that sense, I suppose they're kind of telling me what to think. But nobody I find persuasive or influential to me says think this or be a bad person. That's just yeah. not that's not something that works for me. And that's all I can go with is give me an argument that is hard to refute from a perspective of evidence, truth, reason. Don't just tell me I'm a bad person if I believe this, because I don't really care if you think I'm a bad person or not. It's not really relevant to the truth. It's just your subjective moral judgment of what a good person's opinion is or a bad person's opinion is. Yeah. Yeah. And to, and to, and to go back to the, um, black rifle coffee guy to, th even though it's not, even though he literally isn't even talking about me personally, or I'm not even, I wasn't even subscribed to them before, but like to just assume that people like me, could be that way and just to assume that i could think that way is insulting enough that i don't even want to associate with him yeah so yeah i'll have to i'll, I'll definitely listen to it tomorrow because yeah the black rifle thing has been um i, I would say in, in my experience most of our audience at least that i've talked to has lined up kind of against them but there are a lot of people that are more in their camp and who have pushed back and said yeah, I, I didn't think that you treated them very fairly for reasons x y and z so yeah. I'm really trying to give Black Rifle a fair shake. I have been this whole time, but it's like every time Evan in particular opens his mouth, he digs another hole or a deeper hole. And at some point I have to say, all right, that's enough hole digging. I'm out of this. Like I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And if people are still, you know, subscribed to Black Rifle, that's fine. I don't really care. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's really the point of the this whole thing is that, you know, I don't care what what you associate with or who you associate with. Yeah. So. Yep, well, that's all for I got thoughts. for today. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Bye. Yeah, we'll we'll have to talk more about. We didn't get a chance to talk uh, as much about the. Uh, let me drop him here um, to talk about the Rockies Dinger versus N word thing. We were talking about a little bit before live, but I, un, unbeknownst to me, when I made the video, um, and if people aren't familiar. The, a Rockies fan was in the crowd yelling at the Rockies mascot, dinger, dinger. And it sounded on the TV like he was yelling the N-word. And so everyone went after this guy, including the Rockies baseball team. Then oh, they investigated and figured out he's just an old man trying to get the attention of the mascot. 
But I didn't know when I made the video, and I wish I did, but I'll have to revisit it on Sunday. Sometimes the universe just has perfectly timed coincidences, just amazingly timed concurrent events. There Did was, someone call you a dinger today? <laughs> well, you do know that dinger is going to become, maybe it replaces jogger as the uh, the fashionable quasi I like, it. I like it. Yeah, but some ESPN anchor doing SportsCenter, uh, uh, some woman, I don't know who she is, she was doing the calls on SportsCenter. Someone hit a two-run two home run, and she says, look at that, a two-run N-word. I mean, dinger. She actually said, she meant to say dinger, and she flat out said the N-word. Like right on time, right on cue. Well, they're going to ruin her life, too. And that was... That Out was of solidarity, kind of, we all need to make a clip of us saying the N-word. And that was... <laughs> well, they're, they're ex- I'm pretty... I actually know both of us have on this show in at least two different contexts. Yeah. But um, that was the point of some of the people who were uptight about this was, well, even if he didn't say the slur, it's too close to the slur, so they should change is, the name uh, of the mascot. Uh, and so then here comes this. this ESPN anchor. I guess someone give, throwing them a bone, giving them a little piece of uh, support. I'm so tired of this. Anyway. Uh, Harbinger, you're up next if you're ready to go. Uh, howdy. Uh, second time caller. Big fan of the show. Well, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. So uh, I got a kind of a personal question. Um, I recently graduated. I'm looking. I'm in the market right now to purchase my first home. Cool. And uh, I would like your opinion on something. Okay, go for it. So I live in Detroit. It's a what? great city, as you would know. And uh, I'm looking to move out. You any recommendations? Mm. Oh, okay. Are you white? You- I am mixed. <laughs> first questions first here. Well, I mean, come on. Doesn't that matter? You're mixed what? Uh, <laughs> you tell me. All right. I'm Asian and Italian. Oh, okay. Uh, do, did you care about your Asian and Italian heritage? Not at all. Okay. I couldn't care less. And you're right-leaning? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Are you single? I am at the moment. How old are you? I am just turned 26. And what is your net worth? Uh, at the moment, I make six figures at my job. So I'm pretty decently comfortable. Okay. Um... I would go Midwest. Any particular I, areas? I can't even believe I'm saying this, but apparently St. Louis, not St. Louis City, is emerging as uh, something of a good place to live if you can tolerate terrible weather. Um, I've heard Lincoln, Nebraska is nice. Oh, where else? You know, North Idaho, but you're not going to have a lot of of chicks from which to choose. Uh do you want to live somewhere moderately urban? Do you like rural lifestyles, urban? Well, as someone who lives in Detroit at the moment, I hate cities. They are you terrible. hate cities. Okay. Um, I'd love to move out of it. Okay. Let me do some quick research. Skag, do you want to answer some questions? Uh, well, I can only answer uh, based on my own experience or places that I consider for our fallback once California Californians are done ruining it here. Uh, we were just out in the Black Hills over the 4th of July and um, property there. We were just kind of casually browsing and it's still uh, comparatively affordable, at least to uh, places around here, which this market is out of control based on everybody moving in. But South Dakota, I'm a big fan of. Um, how important is city life to you? Do you want to live in like an urban environment like Detroit or do you want to live more rural? 
I would like a little bit more rural. I'm not talking like farmland, but you yeah, know, maybe yeah. an acre, yeah. it would be fine. What's your tolerance like, for heat? Well, not so good. Okay. Uh, it's not that warm here. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's 90 degrees the last two weeks. It rains yeah. every day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd say, you know, comfortable 70, 80 degrees would be like the ideal temperature. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of really good hot options. If, if you look, if you Google the gender gap in, in medium-sized cities, you've got some places in Texas you don't want to live. But number three is Memphis, Tennessee. Hmm. Yeah. And then we've got, let's see, you don't want to live in California or Maryland or New York or Baltimore. Ugh. And what's, uh, as far as finding women, is that high priority on your list? I mean, I, I, not that... I'm I'm pretty confident that I could go out to any uh, bar or you know nice area and have some good luck. But well, uh, you're going to yeah, need a so place where bars aren't banned, I assume. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so okay, so so my, my current. Go ahead. So okay, so but the women thing is of, of decent priority for you then. Well, yeah, I'm I'm looking like you know I got a stable job. I work yeah. online. I can go anywhere. I make good money. You know, I'm and you can take that job anywhere. Life take it anywhere well okay in wow. the comments, i need good internet for right you just need a place where you can be left alone mostly then with a decent shot yeah. at uh, building a family if that's what you're trying to do i mean i am the right prime of my life this is proving more difficult to answer than i expected. south dakota dude just drive west it'll be a similar midwestern environment but a lot more freedom but what about the chicks that you'll find there's some big cities in south dakota there's uh, Sioux Falls is pretty sizable. Rapid City is pretty sizable. I have heard that Sioux Falls is awesome. I liked Cheyenne, Wyoming when I went there too. Mm. Wyoming's a whole lot of nothing. Um, That's true. There are some incredibly pretty spots in Wyoming, but there's a whole lot of nothing in between. So, Do you recommend South Dakota? Or South Dakota... Um, South Dakota or Wyoming are my fallbacks for when they ruin this place, but that's a few years off for me to head out there. What about Colorado oh. Springs? I've never heard of it. Colorado Springs is uh it's a conservative town in Colorado. So you'll live in a red moderate sized city in a blue state. It has 310 sunny days a year. Uh lots of really cute neighborhoods. There's kind of a bum problem. Um but the ratio of men to women is it'll be a little competitive because um of the Air Force Academy. But if you're doing well, then you're going to outpace all those guys because, you know, they don't make shit. I don't know. Look into that. Uh, I like Colorado yeah. Springs. Colorado Springs. I, I would hesitate on the state of Colorado personally. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Well, blue states will just keep getting bluer. So. Yeah. Colorado. Well, uh, granted, I'm not the most experienced in Colorado, but Colorado is what I worry Montana is headed towards in like 10 years time. Uh, that's a valid concern. Anyhow, so, uh, um, well, I, I hope, yeah, all, all the best in your decision making. It sounds like you have a lot of opportunity available to you. So yeah, you probably can't luck, go wrong. Dude. Just head to a place where people aren't going to mess with your life and you'll probably be good. Yep. That's what I'm looking for. All right. Well, good. Thanks for the uh, answer to my questions. Have a great Yeah, day. good luck, man. The famed Jim Eagle. Oh, the crap, actual. I to put the salmon in. <laughs> Do you need to step out for a second? No, I just have to text instructions really quick. Um. Hmm. Bad wife. Sorry, what's up? Mr. Eagle. 
Oh, uh, not much. Uh, how's my uh, two favorite dingers doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Do you th- is is dinger going to become? Uh, is it going to be? Is it going to be used in that way? Are we headed that way? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's I, the like new it. jogger. I like it. It's <laughs> well. This is the thing. Like, there's sort of this fringe pressure on the Rockies to actually change the name of the mascot. But if enough people start using Dinger as a kind of tongue-in-cheek <laughs> slur in that way, they might actually do it. Yeah, I'm into God, it. I hope so. Hmm. Yeah, I'm totally, I'm all for it. Just, just, yeah, make them as uncomfortable as you can. I just, I but can't anyway. believe we're at a stage <laughs> in society where people just, they hear a, a word, like a muffled set of sounds that sort of sounds like a word. And if that word was uttered, then people's lives have to be ruined. We have to find who that man is. We have to punish him. We have to ruin his life because or they resort to outright violence. It, it's unbelievable. It's like someone can utter a two syllable word and have that much control of your life, like cause yeah. you to go into an emotional tailspin because of a two syllable word. Everybody's so fragile. Jesus, man. Anyway, so, um, I, I didn't know if you want to talk all dinger, but <laughs> oh, no, no, no. whatever you want to, whatever's um, on your mind is fine. Oh, so well, one of the things that's uh, on my mind is um, you got, I, I actually spoke with the, the kid that called in a couple weeks ago. We, we were talking for a bit and I just thought that was kind of impressive. You guys, you know, it's a kid like that. Like oh, the really young, the, the oh, teenage guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's miles ahead of where I was when I was a kid. And, uh, yeah, uh, it kind of got me thinking about, um, he, you know, he was taught, he's, you know, he's, I guess he's trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life. And, uh, I mean, we, we have all been in that spot. Yeah. yeah. You know, I personally, man, I was, I was in that spot. I got out of the Marines in uh, 2009 and mm. I was, I was lost, got a DUI and all kinds of bullshit. And, you know, I was in school, thought I wanted to become a, yeah, um, a U.S. Marshal. And the, the DUI kind of squashed that, which looking back, I'm thankful for because yeah. that was, uh, I didn't want to be a, a fucking narc. I didn't want to be arresting people for, for weed. I mean, I hate weed, but I didn't want to be arresting people. You Are know, you happy the, you joined the Marine Corps? Ah, I mean, I, I think it helped mold me into who I am. Uh, yeah, I, I would have probably been a lot softer if I, if I didn't go in. I was a I was a little little bitch before. Are you Not still in? Turn me into a man. What's up? Are you still in? No, I got out in two thousand nine. I, I did. Oh, five you got years. out in two thousand nine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. yeah. I got out. Uh, I I was mis- I was miserable. Um, thought it was the worst decision of my life, but looking back, I actually, I you know, it, it taught me a lot. But uh, I guess what I was really uh, trying to get into is just. Um, how, uh, you know, you, you, we kind of get sold this lie that you should look for things that you're passionate about. And I, I think that's the biggest load of horseshit teachers try to teach kids these days. And oh, you must, like, uh, the, you must have a passion for your career path. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, I think it's a load of fucking horseshit. I, I, I got into the uh, career path that I'm in right now. I, and within three years, I'm making six figures. I, I never would have thought, like, if you would have told me five years ago or five years before I got my job that I would have been in this line of work and I would be 
I would be fulfilled by it. I, it, it I, how I got into it is metrology. If that, I don't know if you know what that is. It's no, I don't. It's measuring things. Like you're basically, you know, uh, in a production um, uh, environment, you're measuring, uh-huh. measuring parts to make sure that they're that they're being made to spec. And okay. uh, I got into computer tomography, so like CT, like like a CAT scan. And yeah. I. I, if you would have told me that this was the kind of career that I would be in uh, and I would actually enjoy it, I would have t- told you you were crazy. Um, so what, I, do you th- never been... what do you think so, the proper approach to teach kids is as far as what they should, how they should direct themselves? I, I think that it was it, it's funny. Uh, regardless of what your, your thoughts on Mike Rowe uh, is, his, I like him. when he yeah. said, I, I, I love the guy. Um, he said, he said that you should bring your passion with you. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you do. You bring your passion with you. If you're, if you're a plumber, bring your passion with you. Yeah. You wind up with your own company, making six figures a year, you know, in 10 years, easy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, just it's, find what you're good at and then find a job you can tolerate. Yeah. That's what they should and, do. I mean, and that's true. Like, you think about, that. well, you think about what brings fulfillment, too. It's like everything that you do as a job will inevitably have its obstacles like i genuinely think doing uh what i do as a job in creating online media i love doing it but if you do it over and over and over again it will become kind of a a job thing it will become repetitive it will become kind of a routine process so i like it for its own sake but what do i really like about it well i like that it affords me the opportunity to live the life that i want to live to say what i want to say and to build to build a family you know like as as much as I enjoy the career, what it enables me to do is probably more important than the career itself. So I, I maybe that's um, you, you tell me, but maybe that's what you're getting at, too. It's like if I if I could do um, a manual labor task like doing plumbing work or being an electrician and it allowed me to live the same quality of life that I have right now, I think I would probably find as much satisfaction in that as long as there weren't people you know, telling me I can't think what I want to think or say what I want to say and that kind of stuff. But yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's so I wouldn't say that somebody shouldn't follow, say if you're, you've got a passion and you're in, you are good at something or you're willing to put in the effort to become good at it because yeah. there's certain things like what you're, what you you're doing, you, the, how you've, uh, how far you've came since your first video it's you know leaps and bounds but i mean you 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 put in the work to become good at what you do well thanks yeah and that's exactly like that's true of every trait you know Mm -hmm. you practice it you you get better at it and hopefully you're supposed to look back at your old work and cringe you know whether you're making videos on the internet or whether you're doing plumbing projects or wiring a house or whatever you're supposed to look back and think what the hell was i thinking yep that's how you measure your progress I, I, I kind of another thing that kind of hit me whenever he said he's he's like oh I don't want to be stuck doing manual labor that yeah. that is so rewarding like I yeah I yeah. was an aircraft mechanic and I loved being a mechanic I yeah. loved it and uh, yeah it's just one of those things it's not to be sneered you know, it's not to be looked down on no I mean I say it all the, the time I, I I didn't develop enough. Um, skills with with my hands or just kind of 
abilities to fix things growing up to the point that now if I have to fix like a leaky sink around the house or something and it's I do a task, it, yeah. oh, I, but I feel the yep. best, like Great. it might be yeah. the stupidest dumb <laughs> yeah. task that other people could do in 30 seconds and it might take me 20 minutes or a half hour with YouTube videos. But once you're done, yeah. it's like, well, God damn it. I did it. I figured it out. And then next time it'll be problem. way easier. And there's this, even exactly. though it's just some, you know, like you said, it's some stupid manual labor task, quote unquote, but there's still an inherent yeah. satisfaction in getting that done. It's an awesome feeling. Oh, absolutely. Like I, my job, like I, it's hilarious. I, I, I have worked, had people who had PhDs working under me and I've got a two year degree. I got enough, I got a fucking associate's degree hmm. and I just became the best at my job because it, I, it's, and, and you know, and I, I'm not finally in a place to, you know, be like that. I don't know. It just, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, you don't don't follow your passions. That's that, that <laughs> liberal bullshit. It's Unless you have stupid. a passion for engineering, <laughs> you should follow yes. your passion. Exactly, yeah. passion for math, yeah, physics, anything like that. But if your passion is for is if it's for fucking art, like dude, keep that. Yeah, just do that on the side. Yep. Or well, thanks you, for the thoughts, YouTube. man. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I appreciate that was the reason why he. <laughs> I was the reason why he said that, uh, what he said about YouTube. Uh, wait, who said what? Oh, the kid. He at the very end, he's like, "Or oh, I could just do YouTube." <laughs> I'm like, "No, don't do that." <laughs> I was gonna say, like, YouTube probably fits in that art category that you were yeah. talking about, where you probably shouldn't. And I, it, when people talk about this, I would never discourage someone from making online material if they if they yeah. genuinely enjoy it. But you know, there were even five years ago when people were talking about, "I want to make a career out of this." Back when anyone could catch Susan's algorithm wave. Maybe these days, like the career prospect of it is um, very difficult, not impossible, but very, very difficult. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, uh, final words, uh, buy highly regarded token. That's right. I uh, forgot. And uh, the crypto right. crypto I'll markets are going kind of crazy the last uh, couple of days. It's yeah. It's insane. I haven't checked but, uh, on my right. highly regarded token, though. I don't yeah. know how that's doing. <laughs> It's on the moon, man. All right. To the moon. I like to hear it. Thank you. All right, my, my dingers. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> Bye. I like the dinger bit. We're going to have to, we're going to have to stick with it. All right. Uh, we are due for a break. Oh, if you okay. are ready. Otherwise I got uh tippy stream over here. Mike DeWine's. Oh no. Uh, Phil is up first actually. What is this? Get in uh, trouble with okay. Phil right away. A year ago this week, oh, that's right. A year ago this week, Cannon Hinnant was gunned down by his uh, gunned down in his parents' parents' front yard. Uh, another uh, another child whose future was stolen ago. by uh, by uh, criminals who are bad guys. Look back in anger. Ignore the God man. <laughs> Uh, you're always trying to get me, Phil. Um, don't don't forget about Canon Hinnant. That's what he's saying. Uh, which yeah, I mean, hold that I forgot that was already a year ago. We talked about that a couple weeks on the show. I remember. Um, thank you. My, Phil. I am not 
for some reason I'm I'm trying to op- like enlarge the super chats and okay. I cannot. Let me cannot take a look it. at it in a second. Mike DeWine's shit eating grin says, "Don't know how it is in your state, but DeWine gave his first Koof conference last week last week in over a month. In it, he stated there are now two Ohio's, one safe and one not, and that's a problem. Maybe I'm paranoid or hateful, but I don't like uh the his othering. Well, yeah, for all these people that have talked about the evils and dangers of uh, balkanization, secessionism, we were getting into this a little bit on Sunday, but they are actively creating uh, good people and in other really more aggressively than I've seen from anybody in comparable positions of political power. Let's say that mm-hmm. people in powerful government positions creating an other in a way that I really haven't seen um, in my in my lifetime, certainly. And it's being, it's, it's becoming very effective in that creating that unvaccinated other is succeeding in persuading the vaccinated people that the lockdowns and the mask mandates and all the garbage that's coming back is the fault, not the fault of the government who's actually doing that, but the fault of the unvaccinated people. So creating not just that other, but the scapegoating, draw your own conclusions about where that leads and how that ends up. But I agree that it's not a good sign. Mm. And, uh, you know, prepare accordingly. Let's see. Um, let me see if I can take a look at YouTube here. It won't even let me. Yeah, when you click the see all and it like won't even. You can't see it. Yeah. Okay, oh that's God. happening to you too. Uh, has well, Susan screwed us up tonight? Okay, well, I can read Sandra Del Vecchio's, but that's the only. And I got Long Dong John. Uh, YouTube temporary banned Rand Paul again. Did you hear about that story? No, but I saw Ramsey Paul made a video about him today. I'm going to watch Rand it. Paul. Yeah, sorry. YouTube, be advised that YouTube's system for us to be able to read the chat is like broken. Right broken. Um, so donate accordingly. I mean, I guess I can read Knuckle Hunky Buck. Um, the great part of the dinger is you can censor the real word with a ding sound and it just becomes a dinger. I like it. <laughs> and then Sandra Delvecchio says, Blonde, are you pregnant again? I am not pregnant i'm not trying until the baby because she was premature until the baby's 18 months so that Mm. i can reduce the potential rate of prematurity in the future so Mm. i have a little while to go she's 14 months now that's that's all i can read uh i i in comment in hand says i'm black i'm gay i'm disabled but some other stuff that may oh it's the andrew cuomo i don't have the black part but i have the gay and disabled part I am gay. Oh, really? I am disabled. I do oh, have okay. half of it or two thirds of it. Well, I don't know why this is happening. I'm sorry, you guys. Although um, I'm kind of glad it's not just. On I have some end. more. I have Angelo Finzo. I've always liked. Um, Pick a ninny. For the jogger. What is this even? I don't even. That's a dangerous one. I don't even know what that means, actually. Huh. <laughs> is that like mulatto? It's like a totally antiquated. I don't know. I have no hmm. idea. Uh, okay. Well. We will try revisiting this, but yeah, YouTube's, uh, you can thank Susan for our total inability to read chats right now. I'm sorry about that, guys. Um, But we will see if we can get it going. Uh, Over on um, Trovo Issue, C2K, uh, Darth Jones, thank you guys for supporting the show. And um, over on DLive, Jenny TX and Giggling Spy, appreciate you guys. All right, let's, uh, let's get back into the calls. And next up, um, let's see. Can I call you Ding? Since I can't really say your your name, can I just call you Ding? Yep. We'll works. go with that. What's up? <laughs> What's on your mind, hey there. dude? 
Not too much. You know, usually I call in to talk about uh, my ideal political system, but since it's been a while, you know, how it is, you get busy, then you don't get the luck of the draw kind of deal. Sure. I have a few more important topics to talk about, about which are, uh, we'll be quick about them is that one, and uh, not really directed to you, but just to one of the callers that you had like a while ago. Who was an alcoholic who was going to go into uh, rehab? You know, therapy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He, he, yeah. I just, uh, you know, if he listens to the show, like back on Stitch or whatever, just, just shout out saying, you know, I think about you and hope for the best. Well, th- thank and you then, for that, and thanks for the reminder because I'm not sure I've heard from that caller since. So I hope he's doing well. Yeah. So that, and then uh, also a while back. Like you had a uh, a female listener who was dealing with a stepdaughter kind of deal. Yes, was this the Canadian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trans, yeah. And so I just wanted to give some possible advice okay. on how to deal with that. It and you know, feel free to give your own as well. Uh, the so option one is kind of like a she could do a kind of medical way of doing it which is if you were to treat any kind of psychological illness, you would traditionally do something called cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. And this just kind of involves like, what are the triggers that makes this girl think that she might be in the wrong kind of body, like their thoughts, what perpetuates it, what are kind of the emotions and that kind of stuff. And it's kind of a, it's a good way for people to work through what they're thinking and maybe actually come to terms and not go through with some kind of transition. That's a good idea. Yeah. So that's just a, something that she can look into and hopefully it helps. Alternatively, you can do option two, which is go further left, which is, Hey, maybe you aren't trans. Maybe you're just gender fluid. Okay. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) And so those are those are my quick thoughts on that matter. Uh, well, I, I hope she's listening. Yeah, and then um, yeah, as I said, I'll save the like political stuff for I don't know, another time. Name. Uh, yeah, th- th- those were the big topics. I don't know if we have more time. And sure. smaller topics is is just is. I don't know if you've heard about the the natives in Canada burning down churches and everything. Yeah. Only a little bit. If you want to clue me in on on what exactly is happening, I'd love to know more. Uh, Basically, well, I just find it strange that it's not considered a hate crime at all, because if you were to burn down, you know, any other religion, church, Mm -hmm. you know, worship site, it would be considered a hate crime. But literally what's happening is that they found some graves of some dead children who were related to residential schools those and uh the natives have you know the residential schools happened something like 50 years ago so old but not way old kind of deal hmm. uh, and these children probably died from you know sicknesses just you know tb typhoid all of those kinds of general stuff and hmm. um as a result of finding these graves of children, you have natives and you have leftists 
that are burning down old churches around Canada and uh, and spray painting them. And then you have the Catholic Church and the Protestant Church just bending the knee, the, at least the Canadian one, not the not the Vatican. And when you say anyway. old, these are not abandoned or anything like that. These are active churches. Yeah. Okay. So, they'll, they, you know, there'll be there'll be like some of like the first churches that were kind of like set up, up uh, you know, in around. Man, even even aside from the uh, the potential hate crime implications, does nobody care about the historical aspects of that, too? I mean, that seems that seems like a shame on a, a whole bunch of different ways that yeah, people should be yeah. able to unite around. Yeah, it seems it seems like people are just taking the position of, oh, this is understandable. You know, they, they should. They're angry, considering you know that these churches is because the churches were in charge of the residential schools, for the most part, mm. um, because the Canadian government wasn't much of a government back then. So mm. they just said, "Hey, can you do this for us?" And the churches was like, "Yeah, you know, we excel in teaching kids." And so they did the classic thing of, you know, smacking their students, which I'm sure they did everywhere. You know, it might have been a little bit more abusive back then and um and, well also in the residential schools itself but then the other thing is like you know catholic church they they aren't exactly uh the most polite with children and so that happened you know in some of these residential schools as well hmm. so well th- thanks for the rundown i didn't know hardly i i knew basically nothing about it so so thanks for letting me know yeah yeah no problem all right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thanks yeah. for the call. Yeah, Have a great no night. Hey. You too. Okay. Uh, Ratchet Republican up next. Get some uh, Jamaican flair and energy in here. Hey. Hey. How are you guys? How are you guys doing? Doing all right. What's on I've your been, mind? I I've been trying to get in touch with you guys for a couple weeks. I guess I guess the Discord or whatever is structurally racist. <laughs> <laughs> We what particularly hate of... Jamaicans. That's, that's... <laughs> Kamala Harris <laughs> really mean? ruined everything. Yeah, you know, she did. Yeah, yes. So I've been oppressed by this system. So um, <laughs> thanks for letting us know. We will uh, get in touch with Discord. They're the ones who create the the coding. You know, <laughs> the coding. Yeah. yeah. So um, a lot I want to talk about, but I just I just want to let you and your uh, your viewers know about this YouTuber that's been doing some good work uh, um, and I can give you a different perspective on what's going on in this country right now. Okay. Um, his name, his name is um, AK Nation News. Okay, yeah, and I don't let, know the let, name. Let, and let me give you some background on him. Uh, he, he used to grow up in the streets of uh, D.C. and Baltimore and he used to run the street. He was uh, like what do you call a thug. And he was formed, and now he's a family man, and he's more right of center. Mm. And what what he does is that he gets local news reports, and he make commentary on the local. So he puts okay. faces and names and stories to the to the rising crime that's happening in the in the neck of the woods. So like he ha- he has nicknames for for. For the for different races, like you know, these people saying dingers. <laughs> he 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 calls black people. He calls black people people of the sun. So he call them sun people. 
Okay. And uh, <laughs> he called Baltimore and like DC, the Sun Belt. Um, yeah, he calls uh, the white people glacier gliders. Um, <laughs> okay, I like that one. <laughs> I do. That's, that's good. Yeah, glacier gliders. Yeah. He's very witty. He's very funny. But his stories are like, it gives you some personal that these people who are dying are not just criminals that are shooting each other. Mm-hmm. These are people who have been, who would have contributed to society, like, you know, people who are going to college, people who, football players who are on scholarships that were just hanging out with their friends and, um, and a stray bullet got them. Um, so he puts a personal note to these stories. And on top of that, he does do hate hoaxes. So you can check his feed, see this, you know, if you need any ideas for any hate hoaxes or any, anybody sure. who's screaming racism when there's no racism. He yeah. does have that there. He does have that there. So um, that could be a, something for you to look at and all right yeah i'll check it out i know yeah one of the the major things that he that he says is that one of the things that the the, why the the shootings are so high is not because of turf wars drug crime it's because of disrespect so you would have somebody you would have somebody just bump into somebody and they get in an argument and then one of one of them goes and get their guns and shoot the place up that is what a lot of these shootings are happening. It's not because of tough wars. I know. I know that was that the is, case in the uh, the murder case that uh, Kim Gardner let go the other week. Was it was just an argument outside of a building like that, and one guy's walking away from the argument, the other guy shoots him dead. You know. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, that's what a lot of it. That's what a lot of it is happening. And he puts a personal perspective because he's been in the streets. So he talks about all different um, areas, Baltimore. St. Louis. He has there's a website called I think Black Crime, Gun Crime, Gun Crime or something, Gun Crime Statistics, mm-hmm. where they show you pictures of the people who have died from gun crimes. Mm-hmm. And he does go through them and you see the amount of black faces that are coming. And it's just horrifying that 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 these faces are pulling up. 13% of the population, the majority of faces are black. And then you don't hear black you don't hear Black Lives Matter or nobody. Talking. No, those names never get no. said. Don't say no, their names. No, no. Yeah. Nobody's talking about it. And he calls Chicago Blackistan. Um, <laughs> it's I, Blackistan. D- well, is, because... is that better than Chirac? Which do we prefer? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I had never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah, it's Blackistan. Okay. I, I like that know, better, I think. And he brought up, in one of his newer videos, he brought up the, the statistic that Kim Gar- Kim Fox, I think, the, is the prosecutor in Chicago. Yeah. She she dropped 25,000 felony cases in her whole tenure. How but is that even some possible? Of them, yeah, some of them were um some of them were um murder cases and mm-hmm. robbery cases and this is why you're seeing the 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 level of violence that is happening yikes in those neighborhoods yeah. and they were and he was talking about the fact that there's like a thousand um a thousand thousand murder out of out of uh, a thousand i don't think it's a thousand murders where only two convictions were got from those from the, all that's those way murders. too many to even have reviewed all of those cases yeah I mean, she's just like dismiss all of these types of cases from these demographics yes she just she's just mass Probably. dismissing yes this, this same exact thing is going on with kim gardner I was reading about that when i was working on that the story of that murderer who was let briefly let out of prison because they never sent a prosecutor to court to prosecute him 
uh, the the stats are very similar in St. Louis, where the rate of cases being dismissed or dropped has accelerated dramatically under her tenure the last couple of years. And the same thing going on in Chicago. Yeah. And that 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 light foot, I swear to God, she's she is just I mean I can't say it on the can't say it on here, but um she is she is something else. Um, um yep. dang her through she, and she, through that light foot. Yes, yes. And she's using her race and she's using her sexuality as a shield from any yeah. criticism about her. But I end on this. <laughs> um I just leave one of the most most um, saddest cases that I've seen. Uh, mm. A black mother was uh, sending her child to a graduation, um, worked hard to send her child to the military school, a mm-hmm. uh, uh, prestigious military school in uh, Baltimore. And she was coming back from the ceremony, the graduation ceremony. She was coming back. She went to the, the, the hotel. She was standing outside the lobby of the hotel and a bullet came out of from nowhere and just hit her and killed her in. Oh, killed bad. the mom or the daughter the mom the mom oh the mom God. just came to, to to send her send her son off or son she rather, worked yeah. hard to put her yeah send her son off to the military school and a bullet just instantly killed her Jesus. and you see these cases people don't realize that all these rising numbers there are true people out there there are people out there who are living their lives that are just killed and Nothing is being done about it. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody. And they, th- those stories that you're talking about right there, they exist in the thousands. There's pro- there's seriously thousands of those for every single uh, police killing of an unarmed black person, which is like uh, yeah. barely double digits a year at this point. Exactly. It's, so it's that insane. is why I said, yeah, that is why his, I like his, his, his thing a lot, especially when I see these sensational cases coming up, you know, with the Black Lives Matter. I go to him because he usually has the the the, the ears to the ground to sure. be from those streets. So we'll, he uh, gives you the real. Well, thanks for the update. We'll have to let you go, but one more time, what's the name of the channel if people want to check it out? It's called AK Nation News. Okay. All right. Well, uh, and it's still allowed on YouTube at this point, or is it elsewhere? Because he's not he's not super big, so uh, I don't think I think there he hasn't caught their radar. Gotcha. But um. He has some really good, really, really good work that he's. All right, you know, well, gives you illuminate your yeah uh, about other. Thanks for the info. Appreciate it. No problem. Have a good Talk night. Bye. Who knows how Susan's punishment works? But in my experience, it's actually the opposite that the smaller channels get punished more harshly. Right, right. Yeah. Probably because it doesn't make as many waves. Yeah, in the same way that I run that clips channel with no subscribers for the purposes of our clips for the Sunday show. And that gets punished all the time yeah. for community <laughs> guidelines or copyright. But I say whatever I want. Or I play show. the literally the exact same clips on the show and they don't get dinged on our show, but they do get dinged on some right. channel with no subscribers where it's actually unlisted and nobody can even see it. That gets dinged. Yep. Yep. But if it's on our show, then it's fine. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, New Tradist up next. New Tradist, you there? Yes, I am. Hello, Matt. How are you? Hey. Doing well. What's on your mind? Um, I have a couple options, but first I want to say hello. Um, hello again, Blonde. It's good Hi, to good to you. see you. Yes, absolutely. And Matt, sorry we couldn't get things to work out in uh, Bozeman. That's right. Yeah, I'm sorry I, I missed your email, but I hope you no, had a good trip. Not. No, I emailed you on like a Friday, and I, I figured it was a low chance, so no, um, no problem. Y- 
your mic's coming through a little bit soft. I don't know if you can get closer to it or, or speak up, but I've got you bumped all the way as much as I can, actually. I can definitely speak louder. If hey, we can go with that. Helps. It's close enough. Okay. Yeah. So I have I have three options. One's catching up and another such like uh, quit your quit your woke job example. One okay. is impressions from the trip out to the West because um, I, I did a big trip out West to, to meet all of you. Yeah. Uh, both of you. And the other one is assorted relationship questions. Ooh, well, I'm always going to go with the relationship question. I would like to know how your trip was, but uh, you can, I suppose you can be the tiebreaker and tell us which one interests you more. Uh, first off, I, I can cover the trip step very quickly. Okay. Um, Bozeman was very woke. Um, that, that you, did you go downtown? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're ruining like a, it fast. Like a fishbowl, like <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's surrounded by corporate garbage and, and weird apartments. Um, but the, the mountains are pretty when there's not a, a giant smoke storm around. It. Yeah. You probably hit it at a bad time. Like to see the, the okay. natural beauty of the place, probably a bad time, but, but I'm looking to become a firefighter. So it's, 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 <laughs> well, it's yeah. good in that respect. Yeah. Um, Coeur d'Alene was nice though. I like, Coeur yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, relationship questions. What made you get serious in determining whether someone is marriageable and, um, I guess for Matt, it was kind of like, you know, blonde convinced you in a certain respect and mm-hmm. or she was just unbearable. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like what what made you get serious in, in, in the in the hunt for the, the one? Uh, I was getting old. That'll do it. Indeed. Um, what about you? For me, it was just a change in mindset. And, I, I, and you're right that blonde kind of adjusted my perspective in realizing that marriage and family and all of that, it's not something that you just kind of fall into by happenstance, or at least it shouldn't Certainly be. Not. It's something yeah. that you need to treat like it's a job or if it's a purpose in your life, treat it like a purpose yeah. and go find that person and evaluate that person's fit into that mission right away. So it was really more of a conscious change in mindset and a conscious decision as opposed to, I just had a bad philosophy on it before. I think I just thought like, well, this is something that just happens to people when it's the time is <laughs> yeah. right. Like the time yeah, is right when you make it right. Yeah. yeah. And that's what th- that switch was flipped in my mind um, in large part because of of uh, of blunt uh, kind of urging me on these things, like realizing what I had before was aimless. Um, yeah. Just that just my life was kind of aimless in that way. So, yeah, course yeah, correction. Yeah. And something else is letting go of this concept of the one Mm. like this. It's just an an invented concept. I don't think that there's one person for every person on earth. It's like, do I respect this person? Uh, Do we have like a baseline level of attraction to one another? That's not that important, actually, but, you know, somewhat important. And are we going to have shit to talk about for the rest of our lives? Mm. Am I going to hate this person's guts in 50 years? That's really the crux of the matter, isn't it? And if you've got all that, then it's like, well, respect attraction and which is not really that important. I, I would be interested in why you think attraction is not important. I mean, you know, there's that old saying, like, show me a supermodel and I'll show you a dude that's tired of banging her. It's like, it doesn't matter how hot some chick is. If a dude is with her for five years, he's, you know, everybody's going to get bored in their sex lives. That doesn't mean they're going to stray. It's just, you know, getting bored is just part of life. So be attracted to your mate. Like, don't be like physically repulsed by them. You know, you should want to have sure. sex with the person that, that you're with. But as yeah. far as placing like really high importance on sexual attraction, it seems like a, 
Yeah, it can't be the base of the relationship. Yeah. It can't be the foundation. It's an yeah. it's necessary, but yeah, it, it, it if that is all that you have, it will wear out. Yeah, the hottest chick you've ever yeah. banged, that chick will ruin your life. Yeah. yeah. Um, that one didn't, but <laughs> Some, someone will. going to. <laughs> um, if you know it's going to peter out in five years, how do you how do you uh, prevent petering out from happening? Or if it's un- impossible, uh, how do you maintain attraction or connection to the person you're married to if you're with them for more than five years? Yeah, I mean, you don't want your relationship to be exciting. A woman that excites not, you is is I also. Do. You just got to let that go. Like you're not going to be in a relationship for 50 years that you always find exciting. That is a, an expectation that cannot be fulfilled. And the kind of woman that's going to keep you excited for 50 years is also going to be doing all sorts of crazy shit, (laughs) crazy shit. I mean, what's wrong with being bored? I mean, like I have never been happier to like make my husband dinner and go to sleep at 10 PM. Never in my life been happier. Well, and from the male perspective, um, yeah. that those are the sorts of things that keep that sort of spark alive is that kind of effort. You know, there are things that I do to keep our house in order that I think she really responds to. And there are things that she does to keep our house in order that I really respond to. So it's, that's the stuff. It's like the wholesome stuff that actually ironically kind of keeps that sort of, um, that passion as alive as it possibly could be in a, in that a long-term is so committed true. relationship. Like true. yesterday I was talking to my husband about things that needed to get done while I was doing something with the baby. And he was like, yeah. tell me more about what you need to do today. I'm so interested in your personality and the things you have to say. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you have to, I, I'm telling you what needs to be done today. And then he repeated back to me exactly what I had said. Yeah. And I've like never been more turned on in my whole life. Yeah. I was like, wow, you were listening to me that whole Clearly, clearly. <laughs> Femoid confirmed. Yeah. We do, I do. There, <laughs> isn't there some science that men have this like ability to tune out the female frequency of, of yes. like the female yes, voice frequency? Because I admit that they happens confirm. to me all the time. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely will acknowledge that. But he was listening. It was, it was truly remarkable. I thought yeah. that he was just ignoring everything that I said. And, hmm. But like, the, are you truly listening is not a thing that most women select on. Like, oh, it's important. It's important, but it's not something they select on. They select on stupid things. Yeah. Arbitrary stuff like height. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I'm not worried about that, but yes. I hope that we have given you some valuable information. Although I've only been married for three years and change. So you got two years until the, until the wall. (laughs) 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 It's come in. And Skaggs will only been married for a year, almost. Under, well, almost, uh, like 10 months, yeah. Yeah. Congrats again to you both. And Well, and well thank you, man. And I, I hope you had a good trip. Yeah. And uh, if you do it again, perhaps we can cross paths. But I will, I will certainly pick certainly a place that doesn't have an all people are welcome here sign in the window. <laughs> there's, a diner, there's a diner on the main street of Bozeman that is fire. It's really good. Which one did you go to? Uh, it had a remember? slight cowboy theme. Um, there were cute waitresses. I don't know the details. Cowboy, you say? And it was a diner, not a bar. It was a diner, not a bar. It was open okay. at like 5 a.m. 5 a.m.? You should definitely go there. Yeah. It was, I, was I it 24 like hours? 4 it, I, no, I came in at like 4 a.m. and they weren't open yet, so I went to a gas station. And then I went ah. to that place. There's a, the it's gotta be some place. breakfast spot or something. 
it's a diner. Yeah. Well, all right. So. I don't, I don't know. It, <laughs> I don't go out to breakfast very commonly, so it's not ringing a bell for me, but really? I will keep an eye out. Truth be told, I avoid downtown as much as I can for the reasons you're describing. It you is, um, diner. the diner is good and it is, uh, I will see you next summer. All right, I, I will be here and unless more. they push me out um, beforehand. But yeah, downtown Bozeman is quickly, it, it's it's on its path to becoming a downtown Seattle or San Francisco as quick as it can. <sighs> that Zero question, it's getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. All yeah, right. Cheers. Thank you, you man. You too. Bye-bye. See you soon. God, that, we got to take a break, but that, it always Kyle, irrationally, uh, on the chats, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, I can read some and I'm trying to get YouTube's chat thing open, but it's still not working. So bear with mm-hmm. us, guys. But I get so irrationally bothered by those stupid signs. That's not like, irrational. All, all, all religions, all races, all sexualities are welcome here. It's like, yeah, good for you. You're a business. You want money. Like, wh- I know. What is the implication? The place next door is exclusive on those grounds? Like, wh- what is the, it's just anytime I, I go see to that, that place, I'm going to go to a place with a sign that says I discriminate indiscriminately. <laughs> That's the place I want to go. I. There are stores and there are coffee shops. There are stores. There are things downtown that I formerly enjoyed that I now see that garbage at. And I think like, well, I guess, first of all, I, I, I'm very irritated by the implication that the places without that uh, are somehow discriminatory or exclusive. But um, but the other reason it annoys me is because it, it tells me that, you know, that you're probably open to all views except those with which you disagree. You know, like it's a yeah. it's a proxy for a whole host of, of insane politics that I want nothing to do with. So maybe I should actually be grateful. Like maybe they should put a sign in the door that says a complete moron runs this establishment. <laughs> Thank you for letting me know. I know I'm, I'm happy for the disclosure. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Um, YouTube is, uh, is still, I don't know. I guess Susan doesn't want us to read chats, so I'm sorry guys, but I can read some of them. Um, or maybe you can as well. I have Jared, mostly peaceful gun in our forest. You got those uh no okay Uh, jared says um or did we get knuckle hunky buck i got that one okay jared uh says for movies would you be willing to watch anything i think it's animated it cuts off there um yeah there aren't really rules when we start doing the new nomination scheme there aren't really rules other than you know it's got to be rated r or under so it can't be like total insane total graphic insanity yeah, but, but I don't care if it's like I don't care if it's kids <laughs> animation or whatever. There aren't there aren't really content rules other than that. It's whatever <laughs> is nominated and whatever the audience votes for. Mostly peaceful gun owner says, when do you think the phrase when you think of the phrase super spreader, what? And then it cuts off for me. Do you have more? How do that? you have more than I do? I've got I, the I window see, when you really think of wide. The phrase. But when I open the window, it doesn't change anything for me. I don't know. It depends on your browser, I suppose. And while we were uh, I, while we were waiting there, I. I tested it in a different browser and i still can't get it as a pop-up so okay um, i got forest dweller go for that it's on the That's actual so, live chat. mr mostly peaceful sorry about that um sorry dude um forest dweller just watched a video by the quartering where the vp of black rifle coffee threatened to do alex jones i heard really about that they, the they threatened to dox him not do oh. him but dox him. <laughs> that makes more sense i was like do yeah. alex jones you know what about consent yeah do- um, I, I don't know what how do you said. how does one dox alex jones his name is alex jones and he yeah. lives i guess in austin texas do they Google give his address or, or what I, I don't know what a fucking douche i don't trust these <laughs> I gotta, guys well th- that was supposedly the cool one right the vp guy 
He was the one, I think that's the guy, is that the Matt Best dude? He's the guy who people tend to think is cooler, but is getting dragged along by this Evan CEO dude. But if he's out there saying I'm going to dox Alex Jones, well, that's not that cool. Because I have heard Alex Jones and um, Alex Jones has gone hard on Black Rifle, which I'm not saying is wrong because so have we. But also um, Robert Barnes has gone hard on Black Rifle, too. He's, He's going really hard on Twitter. I see him all the time. So and I listened to a segment of both of them just ripping on Black Rifle uh, a whole bunch. So maybe that's why they're going they're responding to Alex Jones going after them. I don't know. You can't blame people for other people's opinions with whom you associate. But you did build a business with this guy. Uh, You're talking about the VP talking with reference to the CEO, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and you would think if you had drastic disagreement with the things he was saying, you could kind of course correct that even behind the scenes. Like, yo, dude, yeah, this, shut up, dude. Yeah, this like uh, repeating Hillary Clinton talking points is bad for business. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. And you might be able to course correct. Instead, he's gone out multiple times and said, "No, no, no, I was like five percent mischaracterized, but also <laughs> if I deem you racist, I'll pay you to go away." Yeah. I okay. Know. Long dong, John. <laughs> Uh, over on tippy stream i can't believe that you can't say i guess i can i can say cunt on youtube you can't say cunt in the youtube super chat though not a fan of that word i don't know it's just something about hearing you say it like i guess it's out of character yeah regular chat or comments anymore so the only place you can say it is live on the air i guess if you were Uh, irish i would be like okay this is racist to australians susan do you hear me that is true (laughs) it sounds discriminatory against the aussies Let's see. Um, I think, uh, yeah, we're set on Tippy Stream over on D Live. Uh, Dubstep, your dub, uh, sorry, Deb Stop. You got me. Deb Stop. Thank you. Deus Ex Mac and a Prime. Thank you as well. Over on Trovo, the oh, Super Shoe. What? Knuckle Hunky Book. Um, he said, You read my second Super Chat by now, but not my first one. Yes, they're, they're inexplicably cut off on both of our screens because there's some weird YouTube thing going on. So I could only read what was in the live chat. I apologize. I think I can read part of his in a moment here. Uh, the Super Shoe said, uh, or just uh, supporting the show, appreciate that. And C2K says, Dr. Rand Paul thrown in commie tube jail for a week for saying his professional and eminently qualified opinion masks weren't all they say they are. Rand Paul basically said the same thing that that Dr. Michael, uh, Michael Osterholm said that we played on the stream and talked about. And we said straight up, and I'll say it again, masks don't do anything to yeah. stop the spread of coronavirus. We've said that a million times on our stream. And, and Rand Paul gets punished for it. Very odd. And I, don't get me wrong. Anybody should be. I, I would like a culture in which anybody can go on YouTube and voice that dissident opinion. However, yeah. it, it, we're at the point where members of Congress, members of the Senate can't say what they believe to be true as. He's an eye doctor, whatever, but he, he's certainly done more medical study than the people censoring him. I guarantee yeah. you that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So what are we doing? Uh, I don't know. We'll I guess I should read what comes through in the live chat right now because I won't. Be okay. Otherwise, uh, real quick, uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck, I can read that one. Uh, the great part about Dinger is you can censor the, re- then it cuts off. <laughs> it's, no, I read that one. Oh, you can okay. censor it with a ding, remember? Oh, that's what it was. Okay. So yeah. maybe, yeah. Okay. So it is lost for me. Sorry. But yeah, if you can read what we have for now. 
Uh, Circus Zero says, it was a former employee who was on the show with him. It was not the VP or CEO. The VP laughed. Oh. Oh. Okay. That might explain things a little bit better then. This is unsightly. And then Matt just says moist. That word doesn't bother me. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, I don't know. Unless you're talking about cake, in which case. Mandatory. Yeah, it's a must. Okay. Last segment of calls, then we'll get to your, uh, we'll come back to chat and we'll get to your email questions as well. And we do have a lot of email questions tonight, so we'll have to be quick with them. Um, Message from Paul is up next. Paul, you there? Hello. Hey, Paul. What's on your mind? Oh, hey. Oh, I'm so glad it didn't cut me out. I was having some trouble earlier. Hmm. Uh, I guess you guys already talked about the Cuomo stuff. Barely. Not really. You're, you're welcome to talk about it more if you'd like. Well, my only two cents were that he was talking mad shit like two days ago, and then he folds immediately. It wasn't that weird? It, uh, by which I assume you mean that his lawyer was saying the women were all full of crap. Yeah, that, and he himself was like, I'm not going to step down. We're not uh. going to have a trial by the media and all that nonsense. And then yeah. like two days later, he's, you know, I, didn't, I didn't even hear if he did a press conference. I just heard that he was going to resign. Uh, yeah, he did a whole press conference um, yeah, and announced it at New York the, too yeah. much. Yeah, and announced it at the press conference. Okay, well, that's all I had to say about that. Is he's fucking weeks fine piece of shit. I'm glad he's gone. Fuck him. I think I think it's just that calculation that if I'm if I'm not impeached, if I just leave, I could probably come back in a couple of years. That's probably what he's thinking. <laughs> oh no, that dude's never coming back. He's not useful anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you might be surprised, though. I, I wouldn't count uh, him out. He might, he might, know. he might come back. Yeah. Well, what I really wanted to ask you guys: Are you guys familiar with uh, Gypsy Crusader? No. I don't he's know. He's an that. Omegle streamer. He gets banned from everything because uh, online, you know, edge lord type stuff. But, is that uh, is still he black? No, no, no. He's uh, Italian, maybe. Um, he's that sounds familiar. Joker. Oh yes, I know this guy from Omegle, and then he, he's always calling everybody the N word. That guy's hilarious. Is Omegle, right, know, Omegle and Chat Roulette are they still going strong? Oh yeah, 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 they are. Man. I don't know about Chat Roulette, but Omegle is. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he's a friend of mine. And uh, I don't. You're know friends you with Gypsy heard. Crusader? Yeah, yeah. He got picked up back in March for uh, possession of a firearm, and he does have a felony. So oh, that was man. a big deal for them. So but he's, he's potentially in a was, lot of trouble. Well, maybe not. His sentencing is August 31st, so we'll find out soon. Hmm. Oh, but, man. Uh, he's been in lockup, and they're treating him like shit. I mean, he did solitary for four months. What? Because of being Gypsy Crusader? Pretty much, yeah. They, Does they he have a GoFundMe? No, of course not. <laughs> is there any way we can donate? Um, yeah, he's got a Bitcoin link. If you go on Telegram and look for the Gypsy Crusader News hmm. Network, you heard that um, here. That's his Telegram. main channel. And his brother posted a Bitcoin link to help his family out with legal fees. They've, they've spent like 60 grand getting the best Jew they could convince to defend him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, you know, it's, mm. it's, not, it's not easy, man. But, you know, they, they claim oh, it's for no. safety. They kept him locked up and all that. And, oh, my God. My mom is going to be so bummed out about this. I didn't know that. Um, okay. I'll get some Bitcoin his way today. Oh, that'd be nice. He's really, I'll tell him about it. You know, I, I still get to talk to him every now and then, uh, you know, visitation and whatnot. Mm. But well, saying is, uh, tell him we, we appreciate never... his work and to stay strong and that he'll get out of there soon. 
Definitely, I will. And uh, his, uh, what was it? Oh, the reason they were going after him is because of the political stuff. The only reason he had a gun was because Antifa, I don't know if you know about this, but he was getting harassed like crazy. People were showing up at his parents' house and like so in their front door. And he had just acquired so somebody, it then. Yes, yes. How, did he, how did he acquire it if you're at liberty to share? Um, you know, I've never asked him. Because there's so, probably somebody who's implicated that in problem. that too. Like, you know, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask you to incriminate somebody else. But if there was oh, an no, illegal no, no. transfer you know to it a felon, a, you know, no, 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 it was, a, it was a new built, newly built gun it was unserialized. Yeah, I don't know if it's just Florida specific. But well, then whoever like built it is in is potentially in a lot of trouble. No, I think he built. He was gonna build it himself. Oh, he built it himself. Party, it wasn't okay. Yeah, Nobody I gave think, it to him. I, Thing. you know don't quote me on that but i think yeah. that was the the situation he was gonna I build see. it and, and you know but you know they were following him around the feds were and they they picked him up after he went to a shooting range you know just to practice oh shit well and they just dude they showed up with swat dogs fucking armored personnel <laughs> for vehicles well, see, i mean they what was his um u.s marshals why able, what a waste of time and money are you able to share what I, his felony crime was um, it was like back in 2006. He was a kid, you know, teenager shit. Uh, I think it was drugs. I think so it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a violent crime he committed? No, no, hmm. no, no. Not to my knowledge. Huh. But, uh, well, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're a felon, that, that's it. You can't yeah. No, and I know it doesn't matter in terms of the law. I just, uh, this debate comes up, um, frequently about violent say criminals. not If you're a nonviolent felon who has served his time uh paid his debt should your rights be restored like if a if a guy who is a nonviolent felon you know paid his debt to society per that crime and is now has his rights restored in in any other way why shouldn't he be able to protect himself with a firearm that's kind of the debate well poor guy there really is no debate in my opinion it's because the Hmm. second amendment is the you know redheaded stepchild in the constitution you know it gets treated differently from all the others nowadays Man, well, if you aren't driving right now, would you mind dropping his Telegram link in the live chat? Um, yeah, I or I can that. find it. Or yeah, you can just uh, if you head to the website, you can uh, drop a link in our uh, contact boxes there too. We appreciate. It. I'm sorry, I yeah. did not. I I forgot about Gypsy Crusader because I was so focused on Catboy Cami for a while. Well, that's kind of the thing, you know. A lot of people did. Here, I'm dropping it in the live chat right now. Thank you. Um. But yeah, you know, he's been gone for a while now and you know, it sucks. People people don't know what there it goes. People don't know what happened to him. And uh, yeah. I just kinda wanna get the word out there because you know, he's my buddy and I don't want I don't want him to fade away like so many do. Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry to hear that and thanks for telling us. We appreciate it. Hmm. Yeah, but you know, stay safe out there, guys. Yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Say the wrong thing and they'll start following you well, guys. I know. I, well, I know. I, I, I joke about like cars parked across from my house that seem like fed spy mobiles, but who knows? Any day. Yeah, could you be start, the day. start feeling like uh, Mr. Hill from Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know the reference, but maybe I will soon. <laughs> oh, come on, man. I, I know. It's on the list. I'll let you guys go. Thank you, man. Bye. A little right, bit bye. of, um, little bit of Omegle fun trivia about the history of the show. So I used to do those stupid Omegle videos way back when anyway, they were kind of fun and um, they were fun to make, but you know, you've seen enough dicks over making 20 or so of those videos that you don't really you had to, 
You had to do 20 videos to see a sufficient amount of dicks. It's just, it became a chore, even though the end product was kind of fun. And I think some people enjoyed it. It just became too much of a chore to like go on Omegle for two hours to get five to 10 minutes of material. Yeah. So I stopped, but if you were, if you recall the, we got banned or suspended off YouTube for a week uh, back in April for (laughs) joking about a cure for a hypothetical virus of uh, current relevance. Yep. And the reason that we got suspended is because my warning had expired because YouTube gives everyone a warning. Now, why did my warning, why was my warning expired? Because a video from like 2015, an Omegle video that had censored nudity in it, they, 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 uh, hit that video for pornography. And I appealed it and said, what are you talking about? Like it's first of all, it's just, it's definitely not pornography. It's like, the guy there i don't even know who was nude in it but it's nudity and it's censored yeah and i appealed thinking like this is just somebody trying to get my channel youtube upheld that and said it's pornography that's really arbitrary yeah so that's part of the reason omegle is part of the reason why the stream was down off youtube for absurd a week. yeah because I, and that's the thing that sucks it's like the video has been on you you said that video was fine for six years and then decided today one day yeah. And that's the thing that sucks about YouTube's policies. They retroactively enforce. I understand maybe you want to remove content over time, but you're going to punish my channel for something that was up there for six years. Six years. Take it down, I guess. I mean, I oppose that, obviously. But you're going to impose some bannable offense because you, <sighs> anyway, that's just the history of how all that worked out. I don't go on Omegle anymore. Man, this is so depressing. I didn't know this. About, about the, uh, the case. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's news to me too. Uh, Mr. Lane is up next. I was covered. I'm covered by uh, Banner Health out here in Arizona, and they they'll cover the ultrasound or whatever, but they won't cover our. Uh, we're doing it on the center. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's what's on your mind, dude? I don't want you to accidentally say something you don't intend to go out to the internet. Well, no, I was talking to Dangerous Spaces, and I guess I'll let you guys know. Um, I my wife and I, my wife's pregnant. Congratulations, September twenty second. Coming up quick. Are, are you serious? That's the exact same due date that I, uh, my wife and I, I have. Am absolutely serious. That's cool. Congrats. Uh, I thought I thought you were probably around then from kind of the weekly uh, give you were saying lately. Yeah. Um. But we went to our get our ultrasound done. This was way back. And first thing the text says is, "Hey, you're getting your vaccine, right?" Like the text from first whom? thing. The, sorry, the tech, the the ultrasound tech. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she says that, and then the doctor comes in you know, says, hey, you can't have Stuki, you can't have this, you can't have that, but are you getting your vaccine? Because you need to get that done ASAP. <gasps> okay, God, and, that definitely and hasn't I happened look, to us. <laughs> I look at my wife and I'm like, good thing we're not doing this at, at this, cause we're covered by uh, Banner Health uh-huh. out here in Arizona. And they're uh, notorious for like heavily pushing vaccines and all that stuff and basically doing everything by the book per se. Um, so we just kind of told, we told them, no, of course we decided to go with a birth center. I hope okay. I'm not hopping around too weird on this. No, I'm, I'm following. And we told the birth center kind of what was going down and they said, you need to report them like immediately. Cause that's actually something they're not supposed to be doing at this point. When did they, when were they trying to push the vaccine on you? How recently was that? So we went to see the ultrasound tech a second time later in the pregnancy. This was 
probably a month and a half ago. Okay. Because as so, of today, yeah, the CDC ago. is now advising that, that pregnant women get the vaccine. That is oh, great. infuriating. It's uh, like, don't to... eat any red meat that, that might be a little raw because of parasites. Yeah. Get this untested right. mRNA And vaccine. also, it's not safe to give to kids, but your child in utero will be just fine. Correct. Sure. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Anyways, Blonde, I specifically called to kind of, uh, I've been planning to call for a while. Uh, there was a stream you did back when you talked to Roosh. Yeah. So you guys talked about kind of what to do, um, you know, about all of this, whether to fight it, whether or not to kind of go along with it kind of deal. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn. Um, but I kind of typed up something on Instagram, sent it over to you. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I'm sure you got a ton of messages, but I kind of just wanted to read it to you. Maybe get your take and Matt. You sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> so basically I said, if we look at the old Testament law, God doesn't change from that. Jesus says, I came to fulfill the law and not to abolish it. Matthew five seventeen through 20 example of God's law is when one is murdered, then the person who is guilty is put to death. This is shown in Leviticus 24, 17 through 23. Um, this is a much deeper conversation than just this. Uh, there is this misconception that God says not to kill when this is actually not true. God says thou shalt not murder in mm. Exodus twenty thirteen. There is a big, very big distinction. Murder is the unjustified taking of a life, while the opposite to kill, well, is to defends one life or to kind of go to war in a sense um and then i just asked you a question have you ever considered when god called the israelites to war was this murder hmm. was that all from what you sent to instagram to me it, it well i have more in there oh okay can you go back like and read the last quarter of that again yeah, sure. Uh, there is a misconception that God says not to kill when it, this is actually not true. God says thou shall not murder. Exodus twenty thirteen. There is a very big distinction. Murder is the unjustified taking of a life, while it is the opposite to kill. Ugh. That's tough. How, how I mean, that... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was just. I I didn't know if you guys had any thoughts or. Well, I, I agree that that's a, a very important distinction because kill is sort of moral neutral. Like mm -hmm. kill can be justified. It can be right. a very Unjustified. serious crime. It depends on the circumstances. Murder, and it can save lives also. Yeah, right. murder by definition, like you said, is, an, is the unjustified taking. So how or why, if, that's, if the description's correct, that the commandment was shall not murder... And over time, it became kill. How did that happen? Was it a translation error? Was it intentional? So there, I don't know what Bible uh, you were reading or who, whom is reading. But if you actually go back to uh, the words as far as you're reading specifically from translation. So kill translated into what it specifically meant is murder. So if we also look in the New Testament, when Christ says, when you murder in your heart. So when you hate in your heart, you're, you, you're committing murder against someone. It's hmm. not you're actively killing them, but you're killing them in your heart by hating them. Blonde contemplates realizing does she's that, a serial does that make killer. Sense? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, uh, does, that, does that make sense at all? Uh, you lost me a little bit on that point. I'm not okay. sure I understand that one. Hate so, equates so to was, murder. So it's more of a distinction. So murder implies intent, correct? 
yeah. well, yeah. I mean, there are unjustified, so, unintentional killings, but yeah. Sure, sure, I, yeah. no, no, I'm not saying that. I, there's, yeah. there's also Old Testament law to say that if you, I don't know, if you accidentally hit someone's ox, you, you owe them. If you hit their another ox of theirs again, you owe them your life, kind yeah, of thing. Okay. Now you're, you're their slave to pay them back, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are things like that. There's accidents that happen. That's not a murder per se. I'm saying right. the act of planning something out and doing it is a murder. Sure, you're, okay. you're hating, you hate that person enough to commit that. Now, when you when you have certain feelings, when you have hate, when you have love, those are two different, those are nearly opposites, but I wouldn't say they are. I would say the indifference is more of an opposite of hate and even love. Hmm. And so when you, when you're kind of bored, when you hate something, you actively just want it destroyed. You want to get rid of it. Right. I mean, is that kind of agreed upon to an extent? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I, I don't know. I mean, there's lots of stuff I hate that I don't know if I would go as far as to say, well, maybe that's not hate. I suppose if I'm not willing to destroy it, maybe I don't hate it. But when I think of stuff that I hate, I just mostly want to get away from it. I just want to, yeah. Yeah. Just want it okay. away right. from well, me, but I guess it's we're just talking degree. I mean, I agree with the yeah, yeah. Points. I'm I, yeah, I'm more of saying degree. I mean, that that might not necessarily be a, a hateful, murderous intent. I'm more yeah. of saying murder and killing. You you can accidentally kill someone in a uh, collision, right? Yeah. And there could be no ill will in there at all, but you still owe owe those people something back, right? As far as whether it be paying something back or spending time in jail i guess i, yeah, I sure. kind of don't know if i agree with that um but there are certain things you have to pay back with those okay but with murder you pay with your life okay so and it the, there's a few old testament laws that this kind of goes along with so like rape i don't think we handle rapists correctly i think they should be put to death murder mm. put to death i mean there there are certain things where if you're taking someone's life or someone's autonomy you kind of pay with your own life. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if that, any of that kind of connected. I'm hoping it did. Yeah. Um, I, well, I, I can agree with a lot of these principles in like a perfect theoretical right. world. My, my beef with the death penalty is not necessarily mm-hmm. like whether uh, there are crimes deserving of the death mm-hmm. penalty or not. I, I, I have a lot of worry about government's ability to correctly apply yeah. it, but if your point I, yeah. is like, if your point is, does it follow that if someone takes someone's life, their life is just payment? Yeah, yeah I, I guess, I'm generally on board with that principle. Yeah, yeah. I was more. I mean, again, it was more on the lines of, hey, do we fight this tyranny? Do we fight this? Mm. Do we fight that? And I would say, from a Christian perspective, even from blonde, I don't necessarily agree with the Catholic perspective. I would say yes. Is that? that help maybe uh we want one more time i'm not sure i followed that one so as far as as far as fighting back against uh like uh you know from child sexualization um from different mm-hmm. laws like immigration or tyranny or the covid lockdowns or yeah yeah just going far, farther and farther down the line is is there a time to ever fight back and i would say from a christian perspective yes is that help? oh okay so you're you're talking about the like a, a christian-based morality of Right. Sort of government um, pushback, basically. Well, yeah, right, right. I'm just saying from a from a Christian perspective, I think we should have pushed back a long time ago. Sure. But we're here. We're here now. So I mean, <laughs> I, w- I would hope that we could agree on a lot of those things. I mean, uh, yeah. Christianity, I think, is a framework through which to view natural rights. Or maybe I have that backwards. Yeah. Maybe natural rights are a framework through which to view 
Christianity. I, my point is there's a fundamental truth there Correct. that has to be properly applied and defended. And I, yeah, I mean, I, have we laid down more than enough for uh, abuses of our natural rights? Yeah, I, I would for agree sure. with that 100%. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyways, that's all. That's all Thank I you, have. man. I appreciate, appreciate it. Call. This was my first time, by the way, ever. And I've been listening to you guys for about like three to four years. So oh, that's cool great. Thanks so much for calling. Well, thanks. You, you, uh, you brought a lot of uh, depth to the first call. So thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Bye. man. Bye. Uh, okay. Last call is going to go to I'm a psychopath. And then we'll get to your email questions. And by the way, I do have, um, let's see, uh, uh, some kind listeners are actually taking the super chats and dropping them into messages for me. So I'll be able to read them in full. Oh. And that's a smart solution. Shout out to Raggle Fraggle out there. Um, that's a smart solution that we could use on Sunday if we were in this predicament. Yeah, so, okay. Thank you for thinking on the fly there. Appreciate it. And helping us out. Um, Mr. Psychopath, you there? I'm a psychopath. Yeah, I was talking to Gay Baring for a little while there, so I don't know what you were talking about, but yeah. <laughs> No, I, I but should we should we just steal uh, Crowder's bit and call him not gay bearing? Can we yeah. do that? No, that's not that's not that's not right. That's not right. He's a good okay. man. He's a good man. <laughs> he well, he, anyway. he really is. He's a huge help. I I certainly would no, not do. I was I was not want to smear him. I was giving him. him. I was giving him many commendations for what he does to help you guys out. So I really like yeah, I've, I've actually spoke to you guys before, but it's been like a year or so. Okay, I'm not sure if you remember me, but um. I know that I know that blonde chuckles every time she hears my my uh, moniker of I'm a psychopath, but uh, but, but basically, uh, all right, so I'm from New York, uh-huh. and I live in live in hell, and <laughs> I have I have uh, I have I have two kind of topics, right? So one would be, one would be I have some kind of fun anecdotes from from Trump's family's like back in the day youth type of things. I used to okay. live nearby him, right? And okay. then the other one is. Real estate sucks, and real estate is basically what what Biden administration is trying to do is try to redistribute wealth to the to people that have been working their whole lives to try to you know do, uh, I don't I don't I don't want to go there. Let's go with the, let's go with the anecdotes. Okay, <laughs> okay. We, we're really short on time, so we'll probably have to pick your top okay, okay. your favorite one. Okay, but okay. Well, let's go with it. So I'll, I'll, let's go let's go with the anecdotes. All right, so. So, like I said, I grew up down the block from him, and then, and you know what? Everyone always says that you know he this rich man, and oh, he had a small loan of a million dollars. His 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 home when he grew up at four, when he was up to four years old was a regular middle class home, nothing mm. bananas. It was a regular normal little house, right? Yeah, little Tudor house, you know, whatever. But the thing is, so, so now as far as inter- interactions with my family, so my mom was in the supermarket. And she was sitting there. She was sitting there buying her stuff. And this guy was in front of her, and he's looking at the People magazine next to her. Now, you know, you know how they have the little the magazines next to the, in the aisle when you're going to, you know, pay for your. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and Trump Trump was on the cover, right? And he goes, "You see that? It's my son." And she's like, "Huh?" He goes, "Yeah, it's, it's my son." And, she, and he was all proud and stuff, you know. Were you talking Trump's there, dad? Trump's dad. So Fred, Frank, what was it? Trump, Fred Trump. Frank, yeah, that was his brother. No, Fred. Frank. No, yeah, Fred Trump. Fred Trump. Fred Trump. So she was like, okay. she was like, really? And, and and then he was just, you know, he's he, he did little small talks, and he's buying his groceries, and he's using, I swear, I swear to God, coupons. <laughs> he used coupons to buy because that's what rich people do. They're fucking smart with their money. This is <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. 
I swear in my life, this is the, he was, and this is not, this is not just made up shit. So he's sitting there paying for his uh, uh, groceries with coupons. And then she's like, I don't know if this guy's, this, is he full of shit or what? You know what I mean? So, so as he, you know, he pays and he leaves, whatever. And then he goes down and she sees him in the parking lot and he has his Bentley with his monogram license plate, like F something T, like Fred something Trump, whatever it was. And he, and he's just packing his fucking Bentley with his grocery that bought with coupons, you know, which is kind of nuts. good for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. God How to get so rich, so, you know, being smart. So, yeah, and, so, and here's the other thing. So then, then as a child, uh, when I was coming home from, from high school, I also saw his mother get mugged. So, so I don't know if you know this, oh. but in the nineties, in the nineties, um, Trump's mom got mugged. And it was a big, it was a big to do, and it was probably one of the reasons why he was real was Trump was really was like for against the um, Central Park Five because he was really pissed off about his mom getting mugged. Mm. The, the guy mm. ended up spent, like robbing her for like thirteen bucks or something like that. But there was like this cops everywhere, and I got up to the bus stop, and it was like right there again. Trump Trump's house, he, his his parents' house is like four blocks from the ghetto. I'm not kidding. And this is like everyone. Do they still like, oh, own yeah, the yeah, property, or have they sold it? Since? No, no, they sold it. I have another hmm. story about that because I actually went there three uh, three years ago for for a. Uh, I was doing a Fourth of July party, and uh, and my mother still lives like four blocks from that house. His parents died back in their late 90s, mm-hmm. but she still lives down the block from there. But I had a I had a uh, a Fourth of July party at my mother's house, so we all went over there with like with like flags and shit, and we were going by. And taking like videos and shit, and there's other people actually taking pictures in front of his house. And guess who actually came there? There was a immigrant family. There was a there was a family. There was a black family with with uh, international students that were here um, from like Zimbabwe and this and that. And this would never be in the news. And they were so proud to take photos in front of his in front of his house. And these people were like so proud of Trump and this and that. And we wow. were all taking pictures together. You know what I mean? And it was like, yeah. this was 2007, 2017 or 18. Yeah. I forgot which year, but that was. That oh, was this was other, relatively was recently. They went to the house, but the Trumps weren't there. Is that they what you're saying? The, they, the Trumps weren't there anymore. They don't, I they, see. they don't own the house anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe, I believe his mother died in some, sometime in the late, they both died in the late nineties. I'm not sure when, and then they sold the house, but people still like look at the house and say, Oh, that's Trump's house. You know what I mean? Mm. Like Trump's old house. Yeah. But the bottom well, line was, um, it, it's just, it was odd because that would never be like portrayed in the news. You see, there was literally a, a black family that was housing uh, uh, like international students here in America for exchange students. And they were just so happy and proud to sit there in front of Trump's house and take photos. And, and then we were all taking pictures together and shit. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, it was, it was great. Yeah. So that's things like things white, you'll never hear anywhere else for sure. Of course not. That's well, white pilling shit. I have some yeah. black pill shit, but I don't want to talk about it today. Because we'll have to really save that. Yeah. yeah. But listen, uh, Matt, I know I want to, I want to send you an email regarding some, some, some real estate shit that is really fucking damning and ridiculous shit that, that, that Biden's trying to do. Uh, please do. I'm, I'm really interested in no, this. No, cause I, I have, yeah. cause the thing is I'm, I'm attacked. I'm literally, my life is a living hell. I bet because I, I I'm trying to I was trying to I was literally looking at Bozeman as a place to live like a couple of years ago and now I'm, I'm kind of scared because of all the nonsense coming into your state. Well, and it's almost impossible uh, to move here these days too. Yeah, right? it's yeah. So but, expensive. but the thing is, I I'm like I'm like trapped here right now, right? Mm. Because what the laws they're trying to pull, propose is that I might lose like little like sixty percent of the value of my property I, just to leave. I was listening to a podcast this morning with some property owners who have just been I, wrecked I by this you, eviction moratorium. 
moratorium stuff. It, no, no, eviction moratorium is just the tip of the iceberg. There's more to it than that. And yeah. the thing is, if you would, if you'd be interested, and like I said, I know yeah, just, you don't like the people. I don't like. I know you don't like people telling you how to run your run your show. But if you want some insight on something, <laughs> I would love to tell you something because I am sure. so keyed into this because it's literally ruining my life, and I'm trying to figure out how to get the fuck out of this stupid state. Sure. And S- send I'll me an send email, email, man. We we can uh, we All can right. connect that way. Blonde, blonde, I love you. Matt, I love you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Listen, thank you, man. I'm happy for your kid. I'm just, I'm kind of scared of your toe, Matt. Good luck with your kid, and I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Appreciate it. Thank Bye. you. I'm a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Classic New York, uh, New York attitude there. Well, I maybe know. a little too kind, I suppose. Yeah, the, he didn't. He didn't yell at us. Yeah. Much. Um, anyway, thank you guys uh, for the calls tonight. We appreciate it. And uh, if you're having trouble. Um, getting into the uh, getting onto the show or you'd like to participate but you can't do it live of course you can send us an email uh, the contact page on the website is the place to do that there's a call in show question form mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact and we will respond to your questions in the last segment of uh, the show each and every week as we will right now the only other thing I was thinking in my mind about Trump stuff uh, I'll, I'll be quick on this because we're a little bit behind but uh, you know, on TV, like if you have a like a Samsung TV or any of the newer smart TVs, they have like old Fear Factor and Deal or No Deal that's running twenty four seven. We'll turn some of that stuff on. Sometimes it'll be like you know early two thousands game shows, and there was an episode of Deal or No Deal where Trump was on it as the banker. Really, and just seeing a time that's like it's not that long ago. It's like fifteen years ago. Everyone just loves. Trump they can't get enough of Trump and Trump was the banker and he played it well because that's kind of who he is and he was kind of given a hard time to the people trying to win money from him and then at the end of the show he cut a check to some you know five-year-old boy for like a hundred grand so he can go to college and it was like (laughs) it it was the guy was almost exactly the same personality wise but everybody loved him and a lot of people still do. Don't get me wrong. I just I guess what I'm saying is I can't picture a time now where he's on national TV with everyone cheering wildly for him. Yeah, he's he's a likable guy. Yeah. People just didn't like to see him out of his element. Hmm. They like to keep him in a, in a box. Yeah, it, it, it was really cool to see. Anyway, um, on the email questions here, Tom Ranger says, have either of you noticed the NWO are acting like they expect the world to end and they are getting control of Earth's resources and eliminating the useless eaters? Oh, uh, we've noticed. Yeah, that's one way to phrase what's going on here. I don't know if I'm that deep into it, but these days, um, if something sounds too tinfoily to me, that means that it's probably correct and I should look at it more <laughs> like that. I, I don't know, man. I'm open to I'm open to everything. Like who who is who is pulling those levers of power to get us to be f- afraid all the time and submit to them at all costs? Who um, indeed? The NWO don't set me up like that, man. Uh, his glorious radiance, my good master Christensen. You give me much food for thought, but I would ask you, what is the word of mankind? Is it my Godmen tell me that we are a little more clever? Uh, that we are little more than clever Dior made for nothing greater than to eat, sleep, fight until the day comes when we breathe our last. I assume this is a question about uh, what is the, what is the uh, divine nature of man? If yeah. I wish I had the answer to that one. That's sort yeah, of really. the question that I've been pondering uh, somewhat uh, just kind yeah. of stumbling through. 
the last year plus on this show. And if I had the clean answer for it, uh, well, we maybe have someday all the I'll, answers. Then. Maybe someday I'll get there. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know what exactly the purpose of of mankind is. But I do know that everybody in general, for some reason, is sort of pre-programmed to live that out. Various iterations of that. You, you, yeah. You're pre-programmed to survive. You're pre-programmed to build a family, to carry on. Why? Like if it was just a chaos world without any rules, like who, who would care? Why like would you wouldn't we, even value right. your own life. Exactly. So there's just something I have to believe in that purpose for humanity because it's a foundational basis for morality without believing that human life has purpose. Your entire moral structure falls apart. So I believe it for sort of practical reasons, but I just believe it as an observable truth, too, because there's something that's driving people to do the things that they do in general. What is it? Who put it there? What put it there? Wish I had better answers for you, but I'm on the quest to find out what. And I, I believe it's something. I don't know what it is, but I believe it's something. And I, I hope to find out one day. Me too. We will find out one day. That much is promised to us. Uh, I read that one. Car African American. <laughs> Am I reading that right? Yes. Why the hate for libertarians? Despite what you say, our beliefs aren't that everyone is wise and will make wise decisions. It's that you'll either learn from your mistakes or die from ineptitude without a nanny state. Talk mm -hmm. shit about our candidates all you want. We agree. But the idea uh, as a whole has been more principled than Republicans uh, that ever hold a standard but slowly bleed away rights as the movie or as the window moves. If you're not scared of Republicans destroying the country, read A Handful of Hard Men, a country fought and was completely capable of winning, but political actors sold their own people out to globalists and cost their citizens everything they had uh, fought and died for. Was that a question? How did I, I let well, this I one guess get by? In general, why just why the hate for libertarians, I guess, is the question. And I don't I don't really agree that I hate libertarians. I think that there's a well, I, I, I guess I would consider myself one if I had to pick a label. I'm not a big fan of labels, but you have I guess we'll go with, you go first because you have more admitted hate for libertarians. I I do think that libertarians project project competence on the larger public. He says, you'll either learn from your mistakes or die from ineptitude without a nanny state. But that's not necessarily true because there's no real democracy. And I did not consent to living amongst all these GD retards that are dragging everything down to their mean IQ. I did not agree to this. So as a libertarian, I mean, how can you possibly be saying that, uh, that personal freedoms are everything while still knowing that that uh, certain people are going to consistently make choices that are going to hurt your individual freedoms. Like, how do you square that circle? Hmm. I, I think that for me, libertarianism is an excellent government philosophy, a, a way, a, a lens through which to view the proper role of government. I think where it loses me is when, and maybe this is a misapplication of it. I think as kind of a broader moral philosophy or a guide for, our sort of um, interactions with each other. It, it has some, I shouldn't, I wouldn't say failings because I think fundamentally the non-aggression principle is a solid moral basis. Yeah. But when we, we have to value people's choices as a high value and we should, but the danger there is pretending that all choices are of equal value when they certainly are not, are not. Right. That's one thing that, um, 
there are certain segments of libertarians that bug me in that way that like, well, as long as you're not doing anything to me, it's fine. I agree that we shouldn't have the government come and crack down on that person because I don't think the government installing moral virtue within you is one, the government's purpose, but two, if it's very effective at it. But if we just pretend that everything out there that's degenerate, destructive, harmful to the self or even harmful to your family or, you know, those immediately around you, um, if we just pretend that all that's fine and we don't push back on that, at least conversationally or with our reason and try to persuade people otherwise. And that it's not damaging to society more broadly. Right. It's, and it's none, of, none of this is me advocating like, let's go kick doors ourselves and get people into line. I'm saying it takes a little more pushback just just vocally, just speaking about things and convincing people to live um, to live more morally square lives and not. Not because you want to impose your vision of what a good life is on them, but because moral decisions are generally correlated with a happy, fulfilled life. It's not it's not that you want to force someone into a box. It's that you want people to live good lives that will lead them to happiness. And not all all choices do that, which is incentivized by Christianity. And there's such a, a large aspect of libertarianism that for some reason overlaps with atheism. Not all. Yeah. Um, but what we've seen, especially from this COVID thing, is that uh, in the absence of Christianity and the morality bestowed by Christianity, people voluntarily will be governed by state. Hmm. Uh, they're not just going to implement their own belief systems because they're capable. They will choose to to live under authoritarianism one way or another. Perfect example. Right now, we are we are living in a borderline weird theocracy of sorts. Or yeah, what I mean by that is we have people that look at public health figures and experts like demigods. In fact, we trust. Yeah, yeah it, you know that's bizarre. So have we? Is it really that we've evolved past that we've enlightened ourselves beyond religious thinking or have we simply substituted the idols? We, of course, we've just substituted the idols. Mm. I mean, the the real acceptance in any governmental system is that people generally are stupid and need to be led. Um <laughs> I mean, I, I don't the, really see one a way of the out toughest of pills for me, but it's harder and harder to argue against. I mean, that's the ultimate black pill, isn't it? That self-governance is an impossibility. Um, I would. Well, I don't know about impossibility because I think there are a lot of. Um, how do I want to phrase this? There are a lot of ideals for which we should strive that you'll probably never get to the true perfect form of. But that doesn't mean that we write them off as impossible. We always still try to pursue them as a general rule. Yeah, but I, as humans, I think that our very being is incompatible with self-governance because the only way that we can redeem our sin is through Christ. So we're supposed to follow Christ. Oh, well, okay. I see what you're saying. That is, um, even that though, that's kind of a, I think that that is a form of self-governance to the extent that you've chosen that. You know, that, that that was not imposed on you. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can get behind that. Because I, I would totally believe you. You need for a free society to function. You need a moral core. Otherwise, yeah. it's chaos. And yeah. we're seeing what's happening when that moral core erodes. And I, I'm not trying to dunk on libertarians here. Again, I, I'm mostly friendly with the philosophy. So I, I but I just the the danger in it is there's a certain segment of it that just pretends that that moral core is not important. The only moral core that matters is don't mistreat other people, which is important, 
but let's not ignore the ways in which you can mistreat yourself. And those are still moral failings that shouldn't mm-hmm. be, um, shouldn't certainly shouldn't be encouraged, but shouldn't be ignored or dismissed. And it always affects, we've talked about this for way too long, but uh, yeah. personal failings always have collateral damage, always. Mm. Um, thank okay, you. So, thank you for that. Along Don John, as a follow-up to last week's questions, what three federal agencies would you like to see restructured, dismantled, and why the ATF doesn't count because it's too easy and obvious? This is such an easy question. I mean, FBI, CIA, uh, what else? Well, okay, let me think about this. Go first. Well, the federal the federal law enforcement in that way has ex- federal law enforcement has expanded as much as federal law has. So certainly, um, the, the a lot of those intel and law enforcement agencies are probably most intrusive. You could make an argument for the EPA though. The EPA messes with a lot of people's lives too, and yeah. the Department of Education. Oh, the Department of Education. I need to look at a list of the IRS. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? <laughs> uh, really? It's, it's honestly, I, I have a hard time prioritizing God. them because it's a grab bag of unconstitutional bullshit. Now, I know the IRS is and income tax is done through constitutional amendment. So maybe we give that one a mulligan. federal agencies. Yeah. Okay. The, most of these are not the role of the federal government in any way, shape, or form. Oh, God. So take okay. your pick. CIA, IRS, and a lot of the Defense Department. Well, um, the Defense Department is probably uh, is certainly bloated, probably beyond its usefulness. But at least it has, at least the military and collective defense of the states has some sort of basis in a constitutional system as designed and sort of a philosophy of what the, the federal government exists to do. Yeah. Homeland security. I can't, also there's too blood. many to order. I can't, I honestly, the FBI, if we can't do the ATF, the FBI is up there. Department of education is up there to me. And if I get to strip out income, federal income tax, sure. Take the IRS. Those would be my picks. But then we also have everything in the justice department. And I like that he used the word restructured. Uh, no, I'm glad you yeah, followed it up with dismantled because that's the that's the proper answer. There's no it wasn't that we just designed these or we uh, implemented them poorly. It's that they have no business uh, existing. These are, oh my God. These are state's business. God, I would just destroy all of these. I, <laughs> never... I could just wipe out 90 percent of these. I'd leave like three things in the Treasury Department and immigration and that'd be it <laughs> through the legal me- political mechanisms susan metaphorically yeah, speaking metaphor. uh davis james says i work in an er thank you long Dong john uh, i work in an er saw the covid spike uh, as it happened in real time last month large number uh, or large percentage of hispanics non non-english speaking ron paul referred to what's happened or what's happening as the biden administration seeding areas of the country with illegals from the border crisis it is happening to create or is it happening to create COVID spread to augment voting again for the midterms? Well, I know that the states they're ripping on are Texas and Florida. Yeah. Florida, does Florida have a big illegal immigration problem? I know that there's a lot there's of like attempted Cubans. Cuban immigration, but as far as you're not crossing Probably. the southern border into Florida, obviously. Um but Texas, I mean, Texas is being blamed for a lot of the coronavirus increase, and we have thousands and thousands of people crossing the border illegally in Texas every week. Yeah. I could believe it. I could believe anything as a deliberate plan at this point. 
I know. I'm, I'm so. And whenever, uh, whatever's going on, the reports are up to 20% of the illegal immigration, the people crossing the border illegally, up to 20% are testing positive for coronavirus. And those are the people who are testing positive. How many people yeah. do they even catch to test? There's a yeah. lot. A lot of people. Uh, JD14. Hey, guys. I tried reasoning with Joe Manchin, Democrat mother, my Joe Manchin, Democrat mother, not to get the jab, but due to my father's health situation, I felt I had no leverage uh, in the ordeal and ultimately got the two stupid doses. So you mm. did or your mom did? This is unclear. Uh, but due to my father's did. health situation, I felt I had no leverage in the ordeal and ultimately got the, so he's saying he uh, did. He's saying he did. Um, I now have a sense of shame and regret increasingly clashing with my mother over the situation. Time to move on, take risk. Mm. Thanks. Um, how old are you? Like, why is your mother dictating any of your health decisions? Are you 13? Uh, if no, then, then what are you doing here? Listening to your mom. I guess I'd have to know the father's health situation too. Why? Well, if if your father is incredibly frail, you know, perhaps I would consider in that situation. But it's up to it's. I understand why someone would do it. You know, I'm not saying that it's. Yeah, but he's like, my mommy made me get the jab, and now I regret it. Well, dude. Well, he's saying due to my father's health situation. Yeah, but he also I said I, I tried reasoning with my mom not to get the jab. Hmm. But I felt I had no leverage and ultimately got two stupid doses. Yeah, that's on you. Reach down, find balls. Move on. <laughs> but anyway, time to move on or take. Re- you mean with your mom? Like the relationship has. I- I'm a little unclear. Has the relationship fallen apart? Is that what he's saying? I don't know. This is a little Norman Batesy. Uh, well, family integrity, I think, is very important. But and I've had a lot of questions of this theme come my way over the last few weeks. And what the way I've thought about it is this um, family integrity is a very high priority. I would put it over a lot of things in life that said, what is the number one thing that keeps family uh, that maintains family integrity that keeps families intact and functional? Maybe not the number one thing, but you, you have to have a certain baseline level of respect for people to make individual choices and to kind of govern their own house within the family as they see fit. So if your family your parents or your in-laws or your cousins or whoever people outside of your home are going to sever ties with you because of your vaccination decision. The, to me, it's them who's breaching the kind of family agreement there and not you. I think you try to have a conversation with those people and say, listen, a baseline ingredient of function here is that we sort of respect how we respect health decisions. We respect how each one of us runs runs our uh, individual houses, and if we don't have that baseline agreement on that value, yeah, we don't have much at all. That's that's how I would deal with this if I had family that was doing that to me. Thankfully, I don't. But uh, we are we have a ton left and not a lot I of know. time. So, all right, we're gonna have to institute the one response each rule. Uh, David says, hey, guys, longtime listener, first time emailer. I got married last June and we're planning a honeymoon in Ireland next summer. But it looks like um, the vaccine might be a requirement. I've adopted a similar position to blonde on the jab, but I don't think our health is worth the trip. The wife agrees with my politics, but still really wants to go and might have to uh, get it for her work um, in live theater or for her hobby of roller derby thoughts on stateside honeymoon ideas. P.S. When I told my wife I was emailing the show, she said in defense of the very, 
the very left-leaning, very queer roller derby, that it is an opportunity for literal gay bashing. And it, too, <laughs> is having its own trans invasion like the Olympics, Olympics prompting a turf war. I actually responded to this question um, by email myself, so I will just refer it to you. Uh, she might have to get the jab for her job in live theater or her hobby of roller derby. Where do I even start with that sentence? Job, live theater, roller derby. Three things wrong with that. Okay, I, the gay bashing, I can get behind that. Uh, <laughs> if she's going to have to get the jab for her job, then uh, she needs to quit her job. Get her pregnant. Quit her job. Get her pregnant. Quit her job. That's, that's my my general take on that for me personally again you're I, what, whatever your order of priorities is what it is for me simply a trip would not be enough to make me get the vaccine um it had got to be ruined a, anyway there's yeah. got to be a lot more at stake than a trip um for me <sighs> but good luck in, in the decision making i hope you guys uh figure it out and enjoy your roller derby as well and protect your teeth <laughs> wear the mouth it's your guard. face's grill wear a mouth yeah. guard yeah Sistine Chapel. Hey, Matt and Blonde, what is more utopian, the anarchist position of having no government or the minarchist position of keeping the government small? If you take freedom and individualism to its logical conclusion, wouldn't minarchy be more utopian? Keep up the good work. Well, if the question is which is more utopian, like ideal, to me, anarchy would be because everybody would be perfectly morally square and nobody would abuse each other's rights such that the government would not be necessary at all. If you're talking yeah. what's more utopian, if you ask the me what's anarchist. more practical, the minarchist perspective is much more practical because people the anarchist are, position must be more utopian. Yes. Yeah, I think it's the anarchist position that's utopian, but if you're asking me what's going to function, what's more realistic, it's the minarchist position that government yeah. has a small limited, but necessary role of securing the rights of the people. Mm. yeah okay all right but if they if nobody ever violates each other's rights then what's what's government's purpose there is none so it doesn't need to exist that's the utopian that's the (laughs) vision uh chris am is next uh hey faggots in canada we have maternity leave provided through unemployment insurance from the government i don't know if you have the same thing or if ping two gets severance well she's not fired and she's not leaving as of now so it's not it's not that sort of thing and there's no unemployment um in that scenario because she is still employed so it would it's not uh, yeah that that doesn't necessarily apply to us but um when her 30-day work ban is up does she have to worry about playing nice to get a layoff for benefits or can she just not show up to her shifts that that are assigned and watch a store scramble, assuming they are already short staffed? Does she have any plans or desires for how to handle the situation? Well, a lot of this is a little bit personal, so I, I can't I kind of have to keep some of that private. But I can say mm. that our goal long term is that she will be the primary caregiver for our kids. That's the thing that we're aiming for. So how this all plays out in terms of what the role of this job is, we shall see. But Unless, well, under normal circumstances, neither one of us are the sort of people who just like light a match and leave on our way out. Uh, You know, we're not that kind of person. Um, This show started when I put in my two weeks like a good person at my old job, whereas Blonde just said, I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I texted my boss. Yeah, so. From work. (laughs) That said, the way things are headed, 
you know, uh, they, I guess from our perspective, they've shown a lack of respect for us and it, it yeah. we'll do everything we can to maintain respect for them, but they've made it clear to us. They don't have respect for us. So that, uh, that puts us in a little bit of a pickle, but yeah. Um, long, long term, we want her to, to take care of the kids. That's the yeah. aim. As it should be. You guys are doing the right thing. Um, Lakeisha London says, Blonde, how do you, how does it feel to move on to the next stage of parenting? In your case, moving your daughter to a crib. I actually moved her to a toddler bed. Oh. Time flies, does it not? Soon Emline will be your age and you'll be geriatric. Will you be still, will you still be doing the show then? Or will you hand it over to Emmeline and Matt Jr.? I don't know. Um, actually the, the not co-sleeping thing was going like really well for my daughter, but poorly for me because I like to sleep with my hand on her chest so I can feel her chest moving. Hmm. And so I, I slept in the, in the bed next to her tiny little twin bed. And then I woke up at like 4am. I have no memory of it all, but I woke up curled up in with her in her tiny little bed. Hmm. And I don't think she needed me, but I think I needed her. And I think I just got in there because I missed her. Wait, was, wait, wait, you slept in the toddler bed. That's what you're saying. I woke up in the toddler bed and I don't but even know. But you don't remember even, getting in there. I don't remember getting in it. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's like some weird maternal instinct stuff, sleepwalking or something. Yeah. I just, I yeah. don't think she needed to breastfeed or anything like that. I think I just like was like, oh, I can't sleep. I need to be next to my baby. Huh. Yeah. Well, you get in, you get into a routine and a, um, you get set in sleeping a certain way. And when you disrupt that, it gets really weird. Yeah. The only way I can sleep is with a tiny foot jammed into my neck. It's That's, true. Yeah. The only way I can sleep is with a snoring dog who sounds like he belongs on The Walking Dead. That's what I'm accustomed <laughs> to. And actually, well, can I say this without getting in trouble? Um, pregnancy increases snoring. I think that's oh, really? that's fair to say. Did you become a snorer because of pregnancy? I don't doubt it. But I mean, I mean, sometimes they go to bed early and I walk in there and it's a damn snoring symphony. Well, it's synchronized, the two of them. Which you is have not- to change the way you sleep when yeah. you're pregnant. So yeah, that might be part of it, which I'm not even saying it's, it's not even I, I snore louder than she does. But, you know, now there's a lot of snoring and between the dog and yeah, the yeah. pregnant. Do lady. you have eyes in the back of your head from walking it back so far there oh. see that? <laughs> I, th- I don't think she'll be mad at me for that one it's it's just kind of funny it's like uh it, it's 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 like i said it's a symphony it's a song of sorts it's rhythmic when i walk in there <laughs> beautiful symphony of yeah snoring. uh christian identity is retarded what's your <laughs> opinion of anarchism as a political philosophy do you think there is she's she's texting me mad now do you think there is any merit to the idea that public services like roads uh police forces and firefighting should be privatized what services ought to be provided by government and why thanks shoot straight and run fast um well we kind of just talked about this a little bit anarchism in a perfect world would be great we don't live in a perfect world though human beings do attack each other they do violate each other's rights in in ways a b and c so to me, the really the only legitimate government functions are related to stopping that, securing the rights of the people, preventing that sort of crime or correcting it after it's happened. So should we so I think things like police forces in general are perfectly consistent with a limited view of government, provided that they're kept local and not federalized, which we're seeing increasingly. But I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with the courts. Um you want to talk about other services. I would like to keep other services like government just does a task for you 
um, <laughs> as as minimal as possible. That said, part of what limited government means is allowing those local jurisdictions to decide what they want in their communities. And if they all want to come together so that to have government baking apple pies for them, well, as long as you're not forcing other people to do it, I guess I don't have a huge problem with that. But my view, it, if, yeah. if it's my town, man, I would keep it um, minimal to basically only the intervention of or the correction of crime. Yeah. That's about it. I don't really care what like services the government can provide for me. Cause usually where there's a market demand for a service, that's something that a private actor could probably do better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. And then I was thinking about, cause I always talk about water. Um, yeah. I was thinking about that. That could definitely be controlled on a local level. Like why can't people just test their own water and then bring it to the, to the local hmm. water resource and figure out how to reduce uh, heavy metals, et cetera, within their own water supply. I don't know enough about that in particular. There's no federal but, water source. It's all localized anyway. Yeah. But uh, <sighs> I should say on that topic too, like I should clarify, well, why, if I believe that um, private privatization would make pretty much everything more efficient and better, why wouldn't it be true for police? It's possible that it might. Um, mm -hmm. I think the the pitfall that I'm trying to protect against with things like police is I think justice is a moral entitlement for everybody. And if you privatize justice such that it is only attainable to those who can buy it, yeah, that to me is a moral problem. Do you have a moral entitlement to other things that government does as a service? Like, do you have a moral entitlement to the post office? Not really. I mean, it's nice. It's convenient. But you, it's not the same thing as do I have a moral, moral entitlement not to be stolen from? Yes. But in terms of justice, it's not like government intervention is improving the quality of life for people living in the ghetto. I mean, look at what's happening in Chicago. Like we talked about with that yeah. other, other caller. It's like, I, I don't, I don't, I kind of reject the premise that justice will be distributed equally if the government is given more yeah, maybe, power to adjudicate it. Maybe that's too pie in the sky. You know, maybe that is wrong. But that's wow. that's my thinking. We have to really lower our expectations, like beyond how how low they already are. Yeah. This is very that, that is that is my only worry is that if justice is for sale, will it be achievable or or, or at least available in theory to everybody? Maybe it would be. No, I'll have to think more about it. Um, let's see, Matt and Blonde, anything tinfoil on the Cuomo debacle? It can't be nursing homes. Like Blonde said, anything that, uh, that's optics wouldn't be mutually exclusive. Clearing a path for Kamala isn't so crazy considering our democracy is fortified and she has Jeff Zucker's nuts in her purse next to Hillary's hot sauce. I don't know. I mean, but why would they, why would they even want Kamala? Yeah, I don't is, know. That's is the Kamala, their plan come to fruition? Because that's really fucking depressing. For that's them. the great question. Since her, it was announced right about a year ago that she was the VP pick. And I remember looking at my phone when I got the news um, and thinking like, that is moron. That's the worst possible person he could have picked. Like that he's for sure going to lose now. Yeah. And lo and behold, here we are. She's the uh, fortified vice president of the United States. There, Kamala is the great mystery of all, all the, the the entire political show that we're watching. If you believe that there's a whole conspiracy or orchestration to install all of this power over us, why is she? What the hell role does she play? I can't yeah. figure it out. Yeah. She's so wildly unpopular. Nobody likes her. Yeah. What does she bring to the table? 
other than being the precious minority that they want. But there's so many, like, if you really wanted to get the uh, precious woman of color, Michelle Obama is such a better politician better yeah. than People Kamala like Harris. Her more too. I mean, it's, don't get, I I buy all the theories on Michelle Obama, and I don't like her politics. But I can recognize someone who has. Some kind of a like, I get why people like her. I don't know anybody who likes Kamala Harris. Yeah, not one. That's true. So I don't know. That's the greatest wild card in all of it. If it's to protect Kamala, what is there to protect? She's politically worthless. <laughs> I guess I'm missing something. Ain't that the truth? Lou. No, wait. Which one's next? Uh, Force. Is that I the one? Just did. Yeah, Force. Yeah. Force, Force Ghost. Next, yeah. Roger Moore, if you could let everyone in America know one piece of information, what would it be? Let's assume that they will have told will have it told to them by a source they trust, whether it's CNN, Alex Jones or their best friend. Now, every person in America believes the same thing. What would you want it to be? What they choose doesn't necessarily have to be true, but everyone will believe it. Okay, so I thought you meant what is one piece of truth that you wish you could reveal to the world? You're just saying what belief would I want to install in their heads? Um, trick question. I wouldn't, I have, a, a, I'm going to say I am morally oh. opposed to such a thing. Oh my God. Uh, uh <laughs> you can't know. trust government in any shape or form. Mm. Government can't be trusted. I, I can agree with that, but, but to play that devil's advocate, if I believe that the reason we can't trust government is because they will exert unjust control over people's lives, how do I justify exerting the control of installing Beliefs into their brains. <laughs> it, can I can I morph the question and say if I could no. install one piece of true knowledge that like okay. a piece Fine. of truth would be revealed? It's how do I want to fr- phrasing would be very careful here, but it's about like the origin of humanity. Um, I, I would want that question answered. What gave what gave rise to life on Earth? I suppose was it simply all chance? Did someone put it there? How did life on Earth happen? What is the true origin story of life on Earth? So evasive. That's what I want. <laughs> That's, I know it's not. Do you see what this next person did? Lou <laughs> Sassel. You didn't Clever. get me, Lou. If you had one sentence to say whatever you wanted to a leftist with the sole intent of making them as mad as possible, what would it be? Um... Any leftist? I guess I would say uh, Dinger, Dinger. That was pretty effective this week. You know, <laughs> me too. Um, I would say N-word, K-word, peace <laughs> out. You're just going to do the George Carlin bit, basically, the all the words you can't say? Yeah, I like it. Well, I don't know. I'm having a hard time thinking because they have so many unquestionable tenets that it's like you, you there's such a grab bag of things you can say to enrage them these days that it's hard to say which one is the best one uh okay um not all races are equal well i i understand what you mean but equal in I what i said way? what i mean right okay I mean so <laughs> equal in yeah but well there are two ways of interpreting that or multiple ways of interpreting that like equal in there are there are traits across races that certainly inability, are, of course, yeah, and that's true whether you cut it across any demographic. In intellectual ability, that's what I. Okay. Ooh, 
Now you've really gone and done it. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, but that, but again, is that Dinger. statement? Wait, what? Dinger. I actually thought you said it. You got me. <laughs> well, that that statement is an interesting one. One because people dispute what is studied, or they say it's it's not correct. Um, but two, it's kind of interesting. Like it's not it's not question. It's not controversial to say that there are height on on average height differences across races. Like that's a non-controversial statement. Right. It's non-controversial to say there are on average all sorts of trait differences across races physically. It is mm-hmm. controversial as soon as you get into the realm of cognitive or intellectual capability on average. It's not even saying this individual is stupid because of race. It's saying these are traits that exist on average. It, yeah. For some reason, we protect that particular one when it's not controversial to say, well, there's disproportionate amount of black people in the NBA because they tend on average to be taller uh, yeah. among other reasons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess you, you probably would <laughs> piss him off. Good pick. Uh, your favorite Aussie Aussie, sorry, call screener, dangerous spaces. Um, I've always thought free press screenings for films made reviews inaccurate for lack of a better word, um, as the films are not being watched under the same circumstances as the general public view them. Most people pay money to see films, and so their enjoyment or lack thereof may be further amplified if a person feels they paid good money for what they learned or for what turned out to be a shit film. It got me thinking about the movie segment and how similarly Matt may have a different experience with the films he's watching. The difference is um, in in that instance, though, is most people just watch a film for entertainment. Matt, however, has both a written and verbal review to consider when watching. It presumably requires a different type of film watching experience than most people uh, uh, get when they just watch it passively. My question for Matt is, does he feel like the format of the movie review section changes his enjoyment of what he is watching? And if so, how? Well, I wouldn't say that it it forces me to be very attentive and I do treat it seriously. When I'm watching the movies that we're going to review, I sit down my phone. I'm not on my phone. I'm not answering emails. I'm not distracted. I'm paying attention to the movie. And the only distraction I do is on my phone. I'm on, I guess I am on my phone, but for the purposes of this note taken task is I have an, is I have notes and I don't really think of like things to, I don't put the notes into a category. I just write quick one line notes of things that stood out to me. Things that I thought were great, things that I thought were terrible, or things that otherwise just kind of hit me in a certain way. And then I sort of format them into the way that I've done in the reviews. So um, does it change the way I want? Like, is it? do I watch them differently than I watch some TV show or whatever we're watching just for pure enjoyment? Yeah. But I don't know that it worsens my enjoyment of it. I, if anything, I, I hope that I have... I would hope that when I do the review, I've paid attention to everything about it and mm-hmm. I'm not just... You know, oh, I, I paid attention to half of it and this is the stuff I liked. I try yeah. to treat it seriously. So I don't know that it affects my enjoyment, to be honest. It just um, it just means that it's more. It's more of an active or committed task is all I would say. That's true. Yeah, maybe it increases your enjoyment in that way. It's, it is um, different. It is qualitatively different for sure. But I still enjoy doing it. Dinger lover says, if you could magically combine, oh, I, I love this question, um, any two races or ethnicities into one new mixed group, which two would you choose and what do you think the result would be? <laughs> For example, you could choose blacks and Chinese, but all the blacks and Chinese people in the world would now be half black and half Chinese. Huh. 
and there would be no fully black or fully black Chinese people remaining. Okay. Uh, okay. So who? <laughs> uh, okay, I got it. Oh my god, I'm so brilliant. What? Jews and Mexicans. Why? Because all the Jews would convert to Catholicism, and then the average. Well, how do you Mexican know all IQ, the Mexicans wouldn't convert to Judaism? Oh, that's true. That would be a problem. <laughs> Uh, but then it would increase the average IQ of the Mexicans, but then we could create an entire subversive class of half Mexicans, half Jews. I need to think about this. <laughs> okay. I, I, well, I don't know which one I would want, but I do know I want to see the experiment of seeing what happens. According to the premise here, white people are, if white people are one of the groups, they're basically, uh, they don't exist anymore. If you follow this premise, they're, they're gone. So what I just want to see as this plays out, and this is pure hypothetical. I'm not wanting this to happen. I'm just wondering what happens when you, when there aren't any more white people, who gets the blame after that? Is it still going to be the, the, this half white group? Well, I think or, Asians are next on the chopping block. Okay, so it's the Asians who are the oppressors, or is it still the half white people that are the oppressors? Who's the oppressor after this? I don't know how to answer it, this is this is the hardest question I've ever been given well in my and, life. <laughs> and if, if you take if you just take white and black and combine them, where does that fit on the oppression hierarchy? Because yeah. does that bring everybody does that bring all the white people down or does it bring all the black people up or is it just kind of we're we're like just slightly below Asians now? Where does it fit? I don't, I don't know. know. That, those are the things I would think of. I don't have an answer for what I would want. I have no idea. I mean, it's not like I could combine North Europeans with the Japanese because then I might accidentally create some super race. <laughs> That's a Terminator situation. Then I know all be running it, we would around. be in a Terminator. Exactly. Yeah. Like the Chinese and the Japanese. I don't want that either. Um, They'll have very square jaws and very, uh, very uh, sharp knives, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What you want is two races that you want to somewhat neutralize with each other. But I can't, <laughs> I can't figure it out. All right. What, a, what an excellent question. Uh, McMonahan. Excellent is one way to phrase it. But we'll go uh, with that. What's up, dingers? Uh, when COVID hysteria dies out, do you think they'll ramp up climate change hysteria? What will the government mandates look like? They're already doing it. They're I already think that talking they're about this They're going to combine stuff. it into a mega hysteria of COVID and climate change, and that's already happening. You already heard the, the Chuck Schumer speech the other day. He was talking about this. Sure, coronavirus was bad. Sure, a lot of people died, but it pales in comparison to climate change. They're already making that jump. So the same reasoning is going to apply. You, yeah. you can just map it onto climate change. It will happen. We're foolish. to. Th you, we were foolish to think they would give up this newfound power after two weeks to slow the spread. You think that even if coronavirus, even if there are zero cases, they will find another crisis to map this onto. And, and climate change is a logical possibility. They're going to keep this COVID thing. We're they won't give like up the power bajillion delta type the, variants the power is not going anywhere and so the fear-mongering is neither i'd rather be speaking german why so many <laughs> why so many self-proclaimed white nationalists and pro-white activists on the dissident right have yellow fever <laughs> and okay even anglin and spencer were <laughs> come on i can't read this <laughs> the rest of it's not so bad Oh, come on. What's the deal with it? Isn't We're that banging the Asians opposite of, of their stated MO, namely preserve? Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I, you'd have to ask them. I can't speak on their behalf. I have no idea. 
Oh, I can speak on their behalf. Okay. I don't think it's necessarily white nationalists alone that do this. I think a lot of guys, especially American men, have a preference for Asian women because they still value femininity within their own cultures. So like you're, let's say you're a white nationalist and you're looking at the hierarchy of what you need in a woman. And it's like white is up there, but feminine is just you'll compromise your principles all right 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 and so you get like a beautiful japanese woman and she's like oh let me serve you in all ways sexual it's like well i kind of understand that Hmm. i i remember when i uh when i was in college there were a lot of japanese exchange students and no this story is not going some weird direction in that way but the cultures are so different i remember Mm -hmm. like in the dorm I would just walk by a group of them in the hallway and they would stop talking. Yeah. I would walk by just because there was like a male, (laughs) yeah, like a male presence. Yeah. Very, very uh, submissive and different in that way. (sighs) The show Uh, might be the ruin of us. I I, No, it's definitely been way more off the rails than this. Ivy. uh, Yeah, I think so. Ivy Effer. This is the last one for tonight. Question. Uh, Regarding a question response last week, carrying a child creates a special bond. So why would a 40 plus year old woman settle for uh, targeting single dads instead of using donor eggs for IVF? You don't need to create an extra embryo and discard or extra embryos and discard the ones you don't want. Her pooled resources going towards a pre-existing. Does does he mean wouldn't? Why wouldn't a 40 year old woman settle? No, I think he means why would because this was a remember this was a question we oh, had. Oh, donor week or, eggs. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, her pooled resources going toward a pre-existing priority relationship between dad and his kid instead of towards art uh, or ART. That what was that acronym for? Advanced reproductive acron- acronym. I can technology, speak at this point. I think. For her own special bond with her child, with her husband's genetic material, at least, seems the less attractive option. Sixty-plus-year-old women have had donor egg children. If you can keep up with. And provide for a kid, including if you die before they reach adulthood, go for it, don't settle. It strikes me as more of a you question. uh, I'm not sure I follow exactly what the tech is here. Okay, no, you were right. Okay, so creating a child. Why would a 40-plus woman settle for a single dad instead of using donor eggs for IVF? I guess what I don't understand about this is going through a pregnancy is a fucking nightmare. It's uh, terrible. It does a lot of things to your body. Birth is a whole thing, you know? And if it's not your genetic material, if you've used a donor egg, but but the father, it's like, how is that any different of a situation than going for a single dad when he already has his genetic material out there? Mm. And then you don't have to have the, the horrible toll on your body of having a baby over 40. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Like, is the bond that you're talking about formed by the act of carrying the child or is it formed by sharing genetic material? Or both, Both? maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really sure what that would be like, carrying a baby that wasn't genetically yours. Hmm. I guess I don't understand this question. Maybe we can get some clarification. This well, is a little outside my wheelhouse. I don't know. But she also says you stuff. don't need to create extra embryos and discard the ones you don't want. But you wouldn't have to do that if you settled for a single dad. Yeah, I don't know. This I, I have to punt a little bit on this one because I just don't know what the technological options are. The child or husband. Okay. 
Yeah, I can't. I Yeah, I don't understand this. All right. If we've misunderstood IVF or uh, send us a clarification. Sorry about that. Um, but we will leave it there and we can catch up with uh, I can catch up with chat. Thanks to, again, Raggle Fraggle for sending the chats my way and uh, we will close out. Appreciate it, you guys. Uh, let's see. Um, Knuckle Hunky Bunk over on Tippy Stream says thirteen uh, percent of the population is responsible for fifty percent of the dinged car doors. It's funny you say that, uh, dingers, um, because I hate that kind of dinger. I hate oh. door dings. Like I keep my car body in immaculate condition, and I park. I bet you do. Fifty feet away from anybody for exactly that purpose, and within. The last few days, someone has dinged my passenger side door, but I have an excellent uh, dent repair guy and he will take care of it for me. But if you the anti dinger, he is an anti- <laughs> he, he hates dingers as much as I do. And he uh, he will take care of it for me and he does great work. But if you I, I give a certain amount of understanding to kids who get out of cars and are excited. But you're if you're an adult who just flaps your car door open and slaps it right into someone else's uh, car body. You can burn in hell for all I care. Like you, <laughs> you want to talk about who I want to launch on the catapult. It's those people at target who have no concern for the yeah. car park next to them. They belong on the catapult in, in okay. my perfect world. God, I hate those people. I don't know what it is about door dings. They really piss me off though. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we need we need a government agency to stop this actually we need a door ding patrol and anyone is executed on site if they if they do it to someone else the rob bob uh over on trovo thank you issue thank you uh, issue says washington state passed a law uh, a new tax that's mandatory long-term care insurance it's limited max return single charge to opt out of having long term care policy already and if you ever move you can't take the benefits with you they'll take any chance they have to take your money and deny you the benefit that sounds about right i had not heard of that um so that so basically what they've created uh, a a medicare for long-term care in their state more or less that -hmm. sounds like what it is it's a it's a mandatory program that you pay into and that you have an entitlement for Ah. later such that you need to if you need to go into a nursing home or some kind of long-term care facility then that's covered Right. Um, and of course, government coercion to make that happen is the best method yeah, for always. whatever reason. Well, thank you for the for that update. I didn't know that, but I'll have to look at it. Um, Washington has also basically neutered all police in that state. The, they've changed their um, the standards for which they are at which point they can use force. Mm-hmm. I think I, I forget exactly how the standard changed, but um they're the, the police in Washington are now much more limited when uh, in the times at which they can use force against police officers or against uh, criminals now. So if a guy's running away, that's pretty much it. <laughs> you let him go. That's God's, it. Godspeed to Washington. Uh, okay. We're good on D live and I can read YouTube here and we'll be just in time with the bottom of the hour. Where did we leave off on YouTube? Do you know? Uh, well, I don't know because we didn't read a lot of them in their entirety. I can kind of, I can circle back a little bit to catch up on some of them. Forest Dweller. I read Forest Dweller, yeah. Okay. Uh, this was the one about uh, Black and I Rifle read Coffee. M- moist. That's right. We had uh, Cir- 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 Circus Zero. 
or no, this was uh, maybe this was Wrangle Frangle. Anyway, the the rest of that one was when you think of the phrase super spreader, what comes to mind first? Obama's birthday party or Governor Governor Cuomo's office? Well, <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't spreading anything other than a few hands on some boobs. That's all that's yeah. alleged. Give him a break. It's all generations and some butt cracks. It is. <laughs> Get over it, it, ladies. Matt says, uh, OK, this was the one about Black Rifle or uh, it was a former employee who was on the show. You read this one, right? With him. It was not the VP yeah. or CEO. Yeah, I read right. that one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. D. Beta leader Doug just uh, supporting the show, uh, supporting thank the you. show and a very nice piece of support. So thank you for that. Uh, let's see who's next. We love you. You're very special. Uh, I don't know who sent what here. So weirdy, uh, weird Yoda. Thank you. Um, Joshy boy says restaurant general manager here. I was trying to call in today and give my experience, uh, ready to get fired for not enforcing masks and ended up getting my way. Wow. Your wife's story inspired me, but I missed roll call. Uh, uh, avid day for if you want the details, Tell, send me an email. I would love yeah. to hear the story and I'm uh, good for you for standing up and thank you for letting me know. Appreciate it. I might be assigning. I, okay. That might've been weird Yoda. Sorry about that. I think I think I have these right. I might be saying the wrong name for the chat, but bear with me here. Joshy boy, I guess said whatever happened to River Gibbs and Lamar Jenkins, and is is Matt still gay for fag f a g g? Is that a is that a reference to um, Judge Russ Fag? Do you remember him? This all sounds very. He's a judge right? here in Montana, and it's an elected position. And I, he ran for office in 2018. And I happened to stumble across his campaign ads because they were playing on TV. And he he has to be aware of what he's doing. His campaign ads were fag, Judge Russ fag. They were so funny. But it was <laughs> F-A-G-G. Vote fag. These were real. Oh, oh, what a fag. So if you're talking about him, yeah, I'm definitely gay for Russ fag. I, I don't live in his jurisdiction, though, so I can't vote for him. <laughs> Whatever happened to River Gibbs? Actually, funny you ask. You know River Gibbs, of course. Of course. But you might not know what happened to River Gibbs. Did he die of AIDS? <laughs> good, good prediction. But as far as I know, no. A uh, friend of the show, Michael Schlecht, did a little deep dive on River Gibbs within the last few months and caught me up on it. And River Gibbs um, had really got into his his fancy man YouTube channel and actually got that YouTube channel up to like 80,000 subscribers. No way. And as we've known... Um, if people don't remember River Gibbs made a video about blonde way back, like in 2017 and he was this fancy man who called her a terrible person. So we had him on the show and we let them debate and it was kind of fun, but then he wouldn't leave us alone. So I had to block him. Oh, I'm going to subscribe to him, but River, Okay. So, so River Gibbs went into, he, 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 even though he was an annoying piece of shit, he had an undeniable charisma about him. I, he was I this, liked him. Yeah. He was this like fancy Kentucky Bigfoot hunter turned like, overtly gay guy like fashion fashionista kind of person so he makes this youtube channel and it's all about michael jackson right somehow he gets into michael jackson um i guess performance like dressing up like michael jackson and doing the music videos and this is how he built his youtube channel but he got in trouble with the the mj reenactment community because he kissed his boyfriend while dressed up as MJ. So they weren't pissed that he's gay. They were pissed that he portrayed Michael Jackson as gay. 
Wow, he looks just like Michael Jackson. And and honestly, he's a pretty good dancer. Like River Gibbs has entertainment value. He does. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. He just couldn't leave me the hell alone. Just chill oh, out for a Oh, he's moonwalking. Oh, he's good at it. Yeah. Oh. But, you know, I When was his latest upload? I don't think he's still doing the channel. Uh, I don't know. He's like videos of him skydiving. Wow, he's really good at moonwalking. He he has talent. He really does. He just he gets hey, weird. Hey. <laughs> I'm watch so all that's this the later. story. Uh, Lamar Jenkins. I think you mean Daryl Lamont Jenkins. Is he still that's alive? Right, yeah, I don't know. Every I don't know if he if he's not. If, look, let's put it this way: If coronavirus didn't get Daryl Lamont Jenkins, coronavirus ain't shit. That's all I know. We shall see if uh, he reemerges. Uh, anyway, I, there's, I have so many Daryl Lamont Jenkins stories. I can't get into them right now because we're way over time. Don Schickel says it seems the right has a has a platform. Left has a platform. Libertarians often have the misfortune of being everything else at times. Well, the libertarians, if you mean political platform, yeah, they struggle with that because their foundational philosophy is leave me the hell alone. So it's really yeah. hard to organize on that basis. But there are some libertarians I love. Uh, there are some libertarians I loathe. I would say that I'm probably the most closely aligned with um, like the Rand Paul wing of it. Yeah, um, me too. I, I, I would I would gladly have him for president, but um, there are some others I wouldn't say the same. Meg says, greetings from the Pacific Northwest. Thanks for your content. My job is mandating the vaccine. Have until September 5th. No fear I won't give in. Hoping to put my future free time to find a man infected with the alpha variant. Well, it <laughs> sounds like your priorities are in the right spot. Yeah. So uh, good luck on that. And thank you for checking in. And if you have until September 5th, well, that's about three weeks more of uh, resistance opportunity that you have on your hands. Yep. So thank you for that. I think we're all set. Um, can you even open, I, I'm going to try to open the YouTube chat, but it's still broken. And actually I see in my email inbox, someone had emailed me to say that, um, the, this YouTube subscription bell is broken for them too. So there might be some, Nope, I can't do it. Yeah. Malfunction going on on Susan's end tonight. Um, anyway, we are all set guys. We will call it a night. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. As always, we appreciate it. And we will be back on Sunday to discuss all the week's news. I don't know if we'll get back into Cuomo or not, or if we've had enough of that. Uh, Uh, one thing I definitely want to talk about is the newly, I I think this was known before, but now it's officially surfaced AOC talking about how she feared she was going to be raped at the Capitol riot. Is this new? Didn't I we talk she, about this? She said it a while back, but it was never released. Now the footage is out there. She was she was afraid of being raped while not being at the Capitol riot by the Capitol rioters. And everybody was going to put their penis in a giant eyeball.